Hello. Hello. Let me just open this file. I got something to review here. Oh, my God. It's a performance review, David. Oh, boy. It's our annual performance review. We, we can't do openings. Yeah, yeah. We're not good at openings. We're I'm, really I'm good Griffin. at openings. I'm David Sims. Uh, welcome to Griffin Day present uh, Revenge of the Podcast. Yeah. A uh, miniseries, an investigative miniseries <laughs> about George Lucas's third and final Star Wars movie. Uh, this is our performance review episode. Everyone's yeah. been waiting. People love the performance review episode. Every miniseries we weigh on, yep. cast member by cast member, to answer the question definitively, is the acting good in this movie? People go, oh, acting's so bad in the Phantom Menace movies. Right, but you got to take it on merits, on balance. Every single guy gets a pass-fail. Pass, every gal, too. Oh, yeah. Every creature. We're not gender binary here. Uh, present. No, I believe in both other movies we decided the acting was bad. Yeah, but it, well, but it was close. It, it was too close for comfort both times, and this time I'm going to drop the hammer. I'm going to be real tough and unsparing. I got very little sleep last night. I'm ready to fucking How slam performance left to right. I'm hungover and I'm tired I'm, and sad. I'm doing great. We have a very special guest today. Chris Gethard. <laughs> Chris Hi. Gethard. He's, How are you doing, he's Chris? He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a hero of ours. Thank you. He's the, the host of the Chris Gethard Show, right? True. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you are an actor. I also am an actor, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is an important thing to know. I'm not an actor, but you two are actors. Right. You, you guys have a perspective I didn't even on think this. Of that. I'll I'm be a critic. Reviewing other actors, yeah. I have to be very mindful of the craft. Yeah, of course, their work, and like you should be mindful of the the situation they were in, which was uh, a tough one. Absolutely, context is important. You yeah, know, I the environment. So. I mean, you spent a lot of time on set. You've been working a lot the last couple of years. Yeah, I've been on sets. In, in I've multiple seen a different set or two, my dad. I've lingered around a craft service table or two. But you've worked on big budget stuff. You worked on small Not, budget. Stuff. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, you've been cut out of some very big budget stuff. Just what's that? You look. Are you angry at me? I'm not saying that as a slam. That's a fact. You were on a very big budget set. I'm not it's a bit trying of to a sore spot. Focus He's on the fact that you were cut out. Two minutes into the podcast, you just made our guest cut furious. Out Iron Man three. No, I'm, not I'm, saying, about, I'm not psyched about it. Well, I, I'm not psyched about though. it either. I wish you were in it, but because you were on that set. I might get cut out of Ghostbusters next year. You were in Ghostbusters. Who knows? D- that's a, that I have a question. Do, is that just called Ghostbusters, or does it have a new? Is it just? I'm is actually it, not sure. Is like? Does it I actually have a don't even title? know if I was allowed to say that. <laughs> that might be exclusive, <laughs> or it might be Did something you say exclusive. He's exclusive. Oh boy, yeah, that might be something. Cut Welcome out. to our podcast. How long podcast. is this? Oh, uh, you know, ninety minutes. <laughs> ninety minutes, and, and Griffin behaves this way the whole time. <laughs> this is a, maybe the best behavior I've been on in weeks. Usually, I talk about robot pussy and read racist essays I wrote in eighth grade. You only did that the one time, but uh, robot that, that pussies lost... I talk about. A oh lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. And not um, that much this season because my favorite robot robot side piece is dead. No, I, I yeah, great. yeah, I did want to ask you though, Chris, because yeah. you know this 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 movie was mostly filmed on it on it. Green screen on a soundstage, almost on, entirely. On a nothing. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, there's nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? Well, I was cut out of Iron Man three, and, and that, was that really? that I was in a situation. It was all my scene was all I was in front of massive amounts of green screens. That's yeah. So like you know how in the Marvel movies they have those computer screens where people can just like point at them and flick their hands and move stuff. Oh yeah, of course. It was right. in one of those the sort of scientist business. I, exactly. Stuff. Yes. I was playing a scientist who was giving a presentation and able to move all these things around. So right. The green screen was a big factor. And like, Don Cheadle was covered in ping pong balls. <laughs> so was he supposed to be in armor? Is that why he was covered in ping pong yeah, balls? Yeah, right. the motion capture balls. And uh, and so so how challenging is that? We've never talked to someone who's been very, in that situation. It's interesting. I did not think about the fact that I've been in that situation. It was only for two days that I was in that situation. So uh, That might even difficult. be worse because very the longer difficult. you do it, probably yeah. the better you get at flexing that muscle. I will say I, I remember that it was very stressful because the director had – 
you know, my my movements and where I was directing things needed to be like very precise, and there were all these like minute um, adjustments that needed to be made. It was very difficult, and you know, you're in a in an environment where you're surrounded by green, which is not always the most natural. And like on a big budget thing, there's like a lot of crew that, you know, they'd like to go home. Right, you got to keep things going. You got a lot of stuff to do. They don't want to be there while a day player can't get it right, where he's supposed to like fling, you know, War Machine's helmet to show him, you know, like on a screen. So it was actually, I would say, I would actually go so far as to say, extremely stressful. Right, and so that's the situation these poor guys were in yeah, every single day guys. for God knows, like, you know, months and months of shooting. And and just for the record. And guys like you and McGregor have been doing this essentially for like eight years. years. Yeah. 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 Just for the record, with with that series of anecdotes now laid out on the table, one could say that perhaps it was not only positive but necessary for me to invoke the fact that you were in Iron Man 3 and not a rude move because I set the context for the entire episode. Well, I think there's just maybe nicer ways to enter tact. that situation. He's looking for tact, Griffin. Like you kicked open the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm in like, a... you didn't show up at the party with like, you didn't like show up with a bottle of wine and ask if you should take your shoes off with your or not. Tie. You kicked open the door. You drove your car into the garage door. That's exactly. what you did. This like is, Jeff this is... Van Gundy. But this is my own you know party. That story. Oh yeah, I know that. What's story. the Jeff Van Gundy story? You know, he's the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, I there's know this who amazing he is. New York Times article, and he's like kind of a legendarily stressed out looking man. <laughs> yeah. He it... looks like a really, really annoyed middle manager at some sort of accounting firm who's just like got a vein bulging and in his neck. And just got bad news all the time. <laughs> he looks like David Paymer, Academy Award nominee David Paymer. A little bit. Famous character. Bit. A waspier David Paymer. Yeah. There's a fantastic New York Times article about him that kind of covers his background but looks at him as like he kind of is this stressed out sad sack and they reveal two amazing things one is that when he loses games there's been two different times where he drove from Madison Square Garden to Westchester where his home was and he was so obsessively thinking about the game that he drove into his own garage door <laughs> that happened twice and then but the best detail in it oh is God. that he one time was running late to catch a private jet that the whole team was on to go to a game and that he parked his car too close to the jet, and when the jet took off, it made his car explode. <laughs> and, but and I forget what it was, but like when he, when they talk about his car, it was also like this was in like 1999, and he had like a 94. It was like a Camry a or something. It was like a car I could have afforded when I you know, read the a, article. He's a basketball coach. <laughs> when he read the article, the coach of the New York Knicks. He's a millionaire. He's driving around in like a car. A used car and it's getting blown up by planes. <laughs> but that's just best. so JVG. Yeah, that's uh, like, yeah. It's a great idea. article. Yeah, he's a great guy. So the point of that story is you are an actor and you're going to be able to speak from your experience. I definitely sympathize with the actors. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I don't want to judge anybody else's work without acknowledging that it, um, it's there a- some extreme circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing we like to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for a little context here. Sometimes we slam performance from an actor we love. Yeah, an absolutely. actor we think has done good work before, an actor we think went on to do good work after. Yeah. And we'll acknowledge that. We'll throw them some props. Yeah. We'll go, I get what you were up against, but just judged objectively, this is not it. a good performance. We're not rating yeah. the actors, we're rating this performance within this film. And and who is able to overcome the circumstance. And are we just doing actor by actor the whole actor thing? By actor. actor by actor. But are we yeah, talking yeah. about the film overall? Well, I mean, that'll obviously lead us down a lot of paths. Because can I say something? No, Anything. well, let's, let's, I wanted to ask, yeah, you know, yeah. just the Anything. movie in general. I'll you say just in general, I, had, I saw it in the theater. Sure. How many times? One, it's the only wow. 
2005. The only Star Wars film I ever saw in the theater all once. Three, so Master other ones all, you just you the went other back. two I had seen. The first one I saw 14 times because I worked in a um, in a movie theater. <laughs> right. We summer. I remember we wanted to get you on for Phantom Podcast because, yes, because you of that had story. had that unique yeah, experience. Yeah, and that was bad. And then Attack of the Clones, <laughs> I Attack of the Clones, I saw at least twice in the theater. Revenge of the Sith, I saw once. And I'll say this. It is better than I remember. Really? Wow. I would say that the good parts are actually good. I agree I with that. I think the good parts are a lot better this than is, I remember. This is a vital guess to have. I think we've been a little very negative in the last few I weeks. I would say the yeah. opening battle scene, that opening space battle, pretty rad. I would agree in a way, but also completely divorced from the rest of the movie. It's like its own movie that has like... <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah. like well, an episode say, of a TV show. I was almost. like, it, it's a movie extremes, like the... Uh, the the good parts, I would say, are actually up to the level of anything from what Star Wars has done. So you're saying the podcast the race? The bad parts you, are The just, podcast race? Yeah. You just said the podcast oh, race. Oh, the pod race. <laughs> the pod race. Uh, but it'd be great. I didn't love the pod race. Oh, we like the pod race. I'm a fan of the pod race. Griffin has talked to me about yeah. this off, off mic. Mm-hmm. Is that okay if I reference that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have told me that the pod race actually holds up a lot better than... It is remembered. I think so. I think it's a great sequence. I'll I use agree. the word great. I like the podcast. There's another thing I've noticed, from too. From an oral perspective as well. There's another very basic thing about when watching oh, Revenge no. of the Sith last night, and this is something I knew, but I don't think, you know, I had so much emotion watching them in the theater when they were out. Of course, out. the big conclusion of the famed Star Wars yes, trilogy. Yes, uh, yeah. I had watched the first one and the second one, and everything had built to this. Right. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I really, really, that really rings out, that's such a simple fix that I think makes all three movies... We love these. 20% better. Yeah. yeah. If the droids are your bad guys, they should not all sound like assholes. Yeah, they should not all sound like total dorks. Everything go, is like, me, me, me. Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. The worst thing to me uh, is yeah, that they literally go, uh-oh, and like, uh-oh, oh, 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 there's uh, like one part where in Revenge of the Sith, and sp- I would imagine free reign of spoilers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a spoiler <laughs> like, we've gone. Like when Obi-Wan and, and Anakin uh, go in to, to rescue uh, the Chancellor, mm-hmm. and then those two big R2s hiding out, and those two big droids come back, and they're straight up like, oh, yeah, well, that's, a, that, that's a Jedi, that's a Jedi warship. <laughs> So if these guys are supposed to be fucking scary, make them sound well. This is formidable. There's never any stakes when the Jedi are facing off with the droids, which they do frequently. They're completely disposable. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. just like, oh, let's deal with this. Like, like they're sneezing on him. Basically, the Jedi just, well, you know. But even R two with his Inspector Gadget routine can shut down a few. Yeah, he can pee pee oil. <laughs> yeah, make them slip. And that that's not the greatest moment all, in the trilogy. Say, that, I would also say that when it lights on fire, it's actually. Weirdly grim and violent <laughs> compared to everything else that's ever happened in Star Wars. This is a pretty grim movie, right? I'd it say is. compared to the it other is. two movies, there's some grim content yeah. in this movie. And we've talked about this before. For some reason, I don't know if it's it's uh, thematically the way the scenes are set up, if it's visually the way they're designed. Mm-hmm. The robot deaths in this movie are a lot more violent than in the first two. Yeah, the, the deaths feel kind of gross and sad. I would say this too. I watched the movie, and there were stretches where I got very bored and restless because oh, yeah. of- uh, It's long. Uh, yeah, but I noticed they all involve specific actors, which probably ties in well today to a performance review. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. A lot of stretches I was actually into it, but I would also argue this. If it ended, was it Order 66? I believe, yes, Order yeah. 66, yeah. If it ended after the sequence that showed Order 66, and uh, Yoda just went into hiding- if it ended with the thing where Yoda gets inside that little, the little uh, blaster cartoon pod, rocket yeah, ship, the little ship. 
<laughs> if that movie ended there, I would say that it might actually be a satisfying film. So that's probably an hour forty-five in, probably that's, like that's a another decent like length thirty to forty. Because then you got you still it's got the whole Anakin and them uh, going back to the Jedi Temple, all and that, then all that stuff. If it just ended with Yoda taking off, yeah, not a bad film. I agree. Even with darker you, though, but you know what that have, would be? Yeah. That would be a film that was setting up another film, right? Exactly. Like, that would be a film that was leaving you with some nice meaty cliffhangers. What's going to happen to Anakin? This is the completion of a story, Chris. You have to absolutely. Remember. And yeah, I feel, and it would also leave so many loose ends that you couldn't tie up all those loose ends. You'd have to commit to making like another three films. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's I a dream. That's the dream. That. I mean, I don't know if you know this. George Lucas did kind of stealthily sell Lucasfilm to Disney a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so we've been theorizing that Disney, I mean, they have this property. The original three films aren't very well loved, but were very successful. Yeah. They might try to make another movie. I mean, we you keep on know. hoping that they'll announce an episode four any day, which yeah. would mean it probably wouldn't come out till like 2018. I, would, I mean, if they made an episode four, I'd be really interested. And you know what would be cool about that, too, is like seeing all our like our original cast come back now aged. You know, seeing like Hayden and like Ewan a, a and 40 Natalie. something Ewan McGregor. Yeah, the Holy Crazy. Trinity. Are you know our three leads? Yeah, yeah. yeah. an Oscar now and uh, now Oscared Natalie Portman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Let's let's get through. Let's get okay. Through yeah. So cast. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm looking at as I usually do. I'm looking so at IMDb. cast member by cast member. Yeah. Yeah. And IMDb we go from the top, uh, yeah. which is fun. Oh, can I say one other thing? Anything. One other there. general thing before we go. Just say space. You can say anything you want. Yeah. In the in the when they go. Um. Wait, where are they when Obi-Wan is riding around on that giant lizard? That's my favorite part of the uh, movie. It's called, like, U- Utapu Utapau? or Utapau, something it's the like that. Where fighting with that. It's a General Grievous. That, oh, uh, my yeah. God. Okay, we're going to talk about General Grievous we, later. Yeah, we right? Oh, are. my God. <laughs> maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah, maybe the worst <laughs> thing. Absolutely fucking worst. Yeah. But that lizard that Obi-Wan inexplicably rides around on, there's never been a more blatant cash grab at making a toy than that. Work for me. My favorite character. I would say. Why does that shit exist? I don't. I don't know, and I don't know why. Literally, we've talked about this. The scene is like they're like, "Oh, he's downstairs," and Obi Wan's like, "Great. Do you have like an iguana? Maybe I could ride downstairs, like rather than just taking level ten. Great. Should I wait for help or should I (laughs) get on this thing that kids might buy? Wait. uh, I would say General Grievous is a pretty blatant toy. Oh my god, General General (laughs) Grievous is the worst. I mean, poorly. Everything about Everything. him is poorly. poorly executed, animated. No one cares about his opinions. He's constantly <laughs> just like that one part. Remember that one part where he shows up on a ship and then it's just like him and uh, huffing and puffing. He just like gets off the ship and he's in a big rush. You, he yeah. looks like a fucking dickhead, man. <laughs> looks like a dickhead. Well, he's always coughing. I mean, so he's coughing. another middle manager type. And they did not do a good job of explaining who he is at all. They don't do any job. Who is about. he? We did we did some we research did a little on investigation. Wikipedia, which is the the Star Wars w- Wikipedia, and General Grievous was a young warrior who fell Whoa. in love with a woman who died. And uh, he wasn't General Grievous yet. Yeah. He had like an identical arc Griffin, to Anakin. I don't the think you can tell the him. whole Grievous story again. The love killed him and then they, oh they turned him into a robot. Into a so he's like an early prototype. Of Anakin. So but, yeah. And, and like as far as Darth cyborg, Vader goes, it yeah. was like there were some things about him that were messed up and then they got it right for Yeah, Vader. they were yeah. like, we need to make some changes. One, he shouldn't cough. He can he can have like a throaty breathing <laughs> yes, maybe, but also, no coughing. I'm sure everybody has a weak point, but if, if his is that you can just shoot him in the heart, maybe. <laughs> We use some of this armor to cover his fucking heart, and then when you, you shoot, shoot his, him in the heart, <laughs> when you shoot his heart, it catches on fire, and then his head explodes <laughs> off his body. General Grievous is the worst thing about all yes. three movies. Yes. I would say worse than Jar Jar Binks. 
I, was, I would agree. I was just, I would agree with that too. Yeah. I was just, although there's more Jar Jar Binks, which doesn't help. Like, but they, he's almost he's, entirely gone from this third one. It's true, but in yeah. the first movie, Jar Jar Binks is maybe not quite as bad, but he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. You can't get rid of him. That's a guy I feel we, bad for is Ahmed Best. We, we've talked about poor Ahmed Best. I wonder if you could get him on the podcast. Uh, well, we've been a little mean to him. Yeah, we gave him a pass. We got really mad at him because he refused to admit that there would be any that there was any racial like sort of you know issue with like how people were seeing the character because the Jar Jar thing. is an orange frog. That's how he, he put claims. It. There's no the characterization is in no way influenced by uh, hoary old uh, uh, minstrel show stereotypes. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It not, might not be on him, but you no. know. But, it's, but, uh, but just, I would also say. Out of every actor in the three Star Wars movies, when we were talking about green screen acting and everything, he may have had the toughest job. That guy, I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you, he was covered in ping pong balls and had fucking like broomstick, like cut up broomsticks pointing out of all different parts. Like if you, I imagine if you saw a picture of him pre CGI, like what he just looked like standing there. I'm sure he looked and felt like a complete fucking asshole. Next to Liam Neeson the all the time. time. Yeah, he's next to Liam Neeson, and he's like sitting around afterwards with like Sir Christopher Lee, and he's got like fucking bent coat hangers coming out of every every orifice. He could, it and was not like, easy. He's like, "Can I get the coat hangers off?" And they're like, "Sorry, it's it takes actually us nine really and a half hours. Yeah, nine and a half hours to do your makeup again." All right, so we're gonna start at the top, okay, right at the top, um, with Ewan McGregor. Top billing as Obi Wan Kenobi. You McCracker. He's got a he's got a close crop beard. He's got a shorter hair than in the last movie, and he's really theatrical. And so, do you guys grade on like a number system? We do pass fail. pass fail. Good pass or bad? Fail. I would say uh, if we're going pass fail. Yeah, uh, he's a pass. Go on, Griffin. I agree with Chris, but go on. This yeah. is actually good because usually it's just the two of us, so it's hard to break a tie. Yeah. Here's I have another question, just as far as how you guys do this. Uh, are we judging in? The vacuum of the Star Wars movie. Is he acting well within the confines of this film, or is this a good acting performance? Judge like if you stand it up against actors. other acting I performances. I think we factor in both. Yeah. I think we go, how well is this actor playing to the film surrounding them? How well are they doing regarding the, the circumstances of how the film was made? And just as a pure piece of acting, you know, you weigh it out. Um, As a p- pure piece of acting, it's completely forgettable. Agreed. Within a, a movie riddled with bad performances, his is not offensive. I give him I, a pass. I also, <laughs> I like the progress. I think that he's pretty terrible in the first movie. We gave him a pass the first. We gave him no, a, fail, gave a fail the first, first movie. time. The, the second time he's all right. But we gave like, him a pass. Yeah, I know. And then this time I feel like at least while everyone else is so stiff and tense, he like he has a little bit of verve. Like in the Grievous scene, he's kind of joking around. He's having fun. He's, yeah, we talked know. about that. I mean, now I'm thinking back on, on notes I've given on his performance the last couple episodes. I said I liked he did was doing kind of the Errol Flynn thing yeah. in that the Grievous sequence. Uh, his delivery of the You Were the Chosen One's like actually a good moment. Well, that's his big moment, right? Yeah. Like if he's got a nail uh-huh. moment, it's that big, he's screaming at uh, Anakin while he gets burned up. So, I mean, that's sort of what you have to judge him on. I'll say this. I found it very hard to keep watching during all that stuff because it felt like a movie that was over. Mm-hmm. It felt like a movie that to me had concluded about yeah. 40 minutes prior. So I did not, I was not, I was very distracted. Also, can I tell you guys this? My wife is very mad at both of you. Because <laughs> she had gotten that it. complaint before. Well, no, she didn't yeah. watch it, but, you know, I'm a very busy guy. She's a very busy lady. We don't have too much, too many nights. We're both just home, and she was like, oh, you want to watch Bloodline? Because we've been making our way through Bloodline sure. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, solid show. Solid. What do you think? I mean, 
It's great a, acting. Great acting. Ben Mendelsohn, that guy but is, is that a real star. But is that family really fucked up enough for me to care? <laughs> I mean- It's my, a pretty fucked up family, it, but I feel like I know more fucked up families. It, it, I agree with you. It's a, They're a little too nice to each other sometimes, but it's a slow, slow burn that pays off, It I also is like if the dad just went to therapy twice- <laughs> It wouldn't exist. Definitely, the family went to honestly, family counseling. Communication. That once. family just needs some communication. Honestly, they could have sat down once they, they, when they were all like they, 15, they, and that show doesn't need to happen at all. It's hard to invest. Anyway, my wife was like, you want to do it? And I was like, well, you know, I'm hanging out with Griffin and David. We're doing this podcast, so I got to actually watch Revenge of the Sith. And she was so mad. I mean, so mad. that's pretty much the worst thing. When I, the first time I had to rewatch it for this, I was with my girlfriend. I was like... I knew that I had to do this, and but I couldn't tell her. Like yeah. I couldn't like break it to her. Like so, after dinner, I was like, "You know, there's a movie I need to watch. Actually, we could watch this for like, work." And I just yeah, <laughs> sort of put it in, and she's like, "Wait, wait, what are you doing? No, 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 no!" And she yeah, it was terrible. She was mad. She actually put her earbuds in and watched a different thing on an iPad. On <laughs> wow, an iPad so she next wouldn't even me. acknowledge because she wanted to have a night where we were like chilling on the couch, Netflix hanging out, cuddling. Not never. That means something. Come on, don't be crass. We're talking about my wife. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What if we have Hallie on as a guest next week? Would that sort of I'd love that make up for it <laughs> to talk to her about how she refuses to watch any of yeah, these? Yeah, that actually be great. An outsider's opinion from something who hasn't watched anyone. But you don't um, like, so you're giving you you're saying fail again? No, I'm saying pass. I'm I saying think, pass. I think I'm thinking Ewan's it over. Passing. I'm yeah. thinking it over. I'm giving him a pass. But definitely. what's your complaint if you have one? What's my complaint? I don't even know if this is a fair complaint to throw out. Do it. There are certain scenes in the movie. There's one that just really sticks out in my mind, which is after the the first opening, like uh, gunship battle, mm. uh, where they're chasing after Grievous, and uh, there's like this scene where where Ewan McGregor's like resting his elbow on like the side of the door of the ship. Okay. And it's like and he's like Anakin, go go talk to Yoda and Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. They'll award you. And he's like, what about you? And he's like, I don't need the you know the lauds. That's uh, on the writing. Yeah, but but he's like, it feels like he's not even giving a shit. Like he's just like this movie's so ridiculous. Let me just writing get is so it. bad. I know. He, he's definitely Ewan is definitely I think the most because he's in it the most. Right. Yes. Like he's the mm-hmm. one who's really like Natalie Portman. We're about to get to her. She doesn't have a lot to do this yeah. one. I think. But uh, so I think there is the most self awareness. I, I give him a pass. I do. Uh, let's talk. I about was it. most offended with him. The stuff that trended most towards fails. Anytime him and Anakin have those interactions, where Obi Wan has to be like, "I'm your father figure." Come on, Annie, you're right. disappointing me. <laughs> like though, every one of those. Makes you're pretty me much nailing fucking... the tone right there. With oh that. my god. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a man. He's a character without an arc in this movie, and he should have one. You know what I mean? Like his arc is supposed to be this loss of his son figure. Yeah. But uh, mostly Obi Wan just seems and the guilt detached. of knowing that he effectively plucked yeah, this kid fault. out, and it's his fault. Yeah. He all blew of it. his friends, mentors, contemporaries die violently because <laughs> he blew it. <laughs> he's pretty cursed, and he didn't listen. It's weird that he's not more bummed out at the end of the movie. But yeah, that's kind of the. I mean, it's the problem with these movies is also kind of the Jedi issue, right? They they just don't get bummed out they enough. Don't get- Emotionally affected by anything, positive or there negative. There are some points where, where, as Palpatine is revealing himself to Anakin, that he starts talking shit about the Jedi, and you kind of he's kind of completely correct. Yeah, no, oh, you yeah. totally and agree. He's like, they're these like obtuse, arrogant people who like yeah, who suppress all their emotions and yeah, don't do anything and, and like, like don't recognize like greatness when it's in front of them and like it's all political. Yeah, and they don't allow knowledge to get out unless they want it to get out. He's entirely correct. A hundred percent. Uh, you know, yeah, the more I think it over, I feel like my my reservations with 
Obi-Wan in this movie are where the script fails him. Not just in like lack of writing, but in lack of a, a real arc with agency, considering that he is in so much of it and that he was so important yeah. in the last two. But as a performance, I get I give it a pass. I give it a hard pass. What about Natalie Portman who plays Padme Amidala? Now, we've talked about this. She's in ten minutes of the movie tops. She's not in it very much. She really just she chills out hard. in the apartment. She That's does. a good actor who whiffs hard. Yeah. Uh I would say if Ewan has a bit of a climb, she has a real decline. Agreed. Um, because this movie is her nadir in this role. She's obviously sick of it. Yeah. That's I a guess good, good actor. Yeah. yeah. And that is a bad performance. Yeah, I mean, we have to give her and it's fail, And it's right? coming off a, you know, the previous year she'd been in Closer. She got an Oscar nomination. She was in Garden State. She was really like, you know, coming into her own as like an adult actress. And then uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pass. We I talked mean, about her last ooh, week. No, it's a fail. Uh, I'm sorry, fail, 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 fail. Hard fail, hard fail. My brain's flipped today. Hard fail. Okay, all right, that's it. No, nothing more about Natalie. We talked about her a lot last we week. I mean, it's like she's in so little of it. It it feels like you know, as we said, you're breaking my heart, Annika. I like that one line reading, <laughs> uh, just because she plays it so childlike. Well, there also is a stretch. I would say I, I'm I I I mentioned that I found it very hard to focus at all. I, I was repeatedly checking the status of my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Who who'd you uh, get first? Well, I, I picked. 12th in a 12 team league. Great. Tough cool. situation. I managed get? to get Damian Lillard and Paul George with oh, 12 and you're 13. You're set. Are you kidding me? Damian, I have... And it's a league with no turnovers. Oh, that's a Damian Lillard. I got Damian Lillard 12th in a league with no turnovers. We, we should have gone 7th or 8th, man. We, we, he, yeah, we, we got to talk fantasy after this. Yeah, 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 Chris, yeah. I know I said this was a safe space, but we can't talk about sports. And, but I would say this. I would say I'll give this. I mean, total fail across the board. Felt like Natalie Portman, once it got into the like, uh, one on one, like, and once she that scene where she where Anakin comes back and he's like, "Yo, I got us hooked up, we're good to go," and she's like, "What the fuck did you do?" <laughs> yeah. She actually gets okay. She gets okay from yeah. that through the end of the movie. She's actually all right. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, we sort of charted her last week, and the first movie comes out, she's a young lady, right? Around the time of Attack of the Clone, she goes to to Yale. Uh, Harvard. 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 She's a Harvard girl. Fucking respect. She goes to Harvard. Yale and Harvard, I, they're interchangable in mind. Two, two fine, handsome schools. Uh, we, we're going to lose all our listeners. I think we're, we're, we're a Harvard Yaleys. podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, all we're your Harvard. Harvard all your, your many listeners at Ivy League schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who's, uh, that's who's dialing in. <laughs> Please. But she spent like four years not really acting that much. And then she came back like right before this movie. Like she started really hitting it again yeah, and like getting right. real meaty roles, playing like mm-hmm. adult parts. Mm-hmm. In like character-based films, so I think she kind of like came into this film being like, "I'm fucking okay. This is like, let's punch out, you but know." I just, I was, I, I will just give her some credit and say that when the movie, actually, I, I think this phrase makes sense. Like when it got smaller, she shined a little more. I agree. Yeah. When it wasn't like let's run around fucking talking about a senate and traveling from planet to planet, but it was actually like, oh no, you you did this thing that really you should not have done, and you're saying you did it because of me. Yeah. That shined through. Yeah, it's interesting. She is kind of, she's his flimsy justification for child murder and mm-hmm. Jedi genocide and yeah. all these terrible things. And she um, also has four scenes. The child murder is definitely too much. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's too much too fast, and the acting is not good. <laughs> no, nope. no. But I will say, I like that scene. <laughs> well, do you like just the sort of the restraint of the him igniting the blade? You yeah, know, exactly. The, yeah. Like when the kid when he comes in and the kid, yeah, the I kid's mean, like me. Well, let's not <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're gonna get to that performance later. But the that kid. that and then Anakin just turns on the lightsaber. I'm like that was the way to do it. Yeah, I know. Better Don't than even, the sand people. Yeah. Stuff. I think that brings us to number three. Uh, Hayden Christensen Pat. as Anakin. Fail, fail. Fail. Anakin fail. Although, man, did I feel bad. Watching it now <laughs> yeah, with the perspective of time. Yeah. This is a guy, you got to think about this. Nobody had really heard of Hayden Christensen before no. the Star Wars films. No. Had he been in anything, He'd one or two in films? A couple, he played a couple tortured teens, you know. And yeah. like Disney yeah. TV stuff. He was a right? Canadian TV actor primarily. Right, right. He, was, yeah. he was sort of a sub-gosling. And then, look, now he's dealing with, he's dealing with acting in a green screen environment. Yeah. All of this experimental technology at the time, and he's got the emotional arc of the movie on his everything's shoulders. on his shoulders. Yeah. He's up there. He's in there with Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Christopher Lee, Samuel Sam Jackson, Jackson, Jimmy fucking Jimmy Smith. Smith. He's in there with these people who are no joke actors. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. guy's in over his head. And he's like twenty four, twenty five. He's in over his the head. The other thing is, we're watching this movie now, and like we see Ewan or Natalie phoning it in, Sam Jack, and we're just like, well, it's okay. They figured, you know, whatever. Like they're, yeah. they're doing fine. No, this, Aiden Christensen defined his whole fine. life. Yeah. This was a shot. And my wife actually told me last night. She said, you know, after we're, after I was done watching, she said, I actually he was in a movie. I hadn't seen it. Shattered Glass. Oh, he's good in them. Really she says good. He's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his one. I think his one like solid. Performance. It plays to his strengths really well. But imagine if he was starting with things like that and then had the time to actually develop and grow in supporting roles like most actors do. He's a specific type. He needs to play a specific type, I think. He has that weird sort of delivery. He has that kind of high voice. You know, he has this sort of haughty attitude. Yeah, and his like, eyes never change their emotion. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. He's no very bad he's with saying, his face. <laughs> he has this weird, like, semi-intense vacant look. Well, in Shattered Glass, he plays a pathological liar, yeah, which matches really with well those eyes very well. Yeah. And he has a sort of, like, really deep-rooted insecurity right. that he's trying to mask. I watch this It's a good Glass. movie. And yeah. Peter Sarsgaard is also in it, and he's just tremendous. That was kind of his What an breakout. actor that guy is. Oh, Hayden Christensen was a real, real fail. Yeah, huge <laughs> fail. It's brutal. And this to movie is terrible. Carry this bullshit. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Is it okay that I'm cursing this much? You just oh, curse yeah. as much Please. as you want. I talk about robot pussy. This is a safe space. As long Griffin as you don't talk read... about basketball, you can talk about anything you want. <laughs> we'll you can talk say anything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about what? Red? Uh, you talked about, you read, um, you know, erotic fan fiction about uh, Obi-Wan sucking Qui-Gon's dick. I've done it before and yeah. I'll do it again. That was, Liam a, Neeson. That was a whole Liam episode. Neeson was involved in that. I know. <laughs> we gave him a hard pass. I think he does a no, gentleman's we, job. I we th- gave I, Liam Neeson I, I, I would give him a pass. A pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. When you say Darth, hard. Darth Maul, Ray. Ray Park. Yeah. Ray Park. He's good. We gave him a pass. He's an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's like got some presence. guy. Yeah. All right, but. Okay. Next up, Ian McDermott as Chancellor Palpatine. Having a lot of fun in this movie. Yeah, what do you guys think? MVP. <laughs> Most valuable David? performance, I'd say. Uh, I would ag- I would agree, although I do think sometimes it feels like he's in his own special movie. Yeah. Um, because it's a better movie, though. I think, yeah, he's like, this thing needs some cheese. It needs some real, like, you know, I mean, we've talked about the River of Ham. Yeah. We talked about Ken Branagh's River of Ham. Talk- when Ken, uh, Ken Branagh, explain- yeah. when he was directing Thor, was uh-huh. talking to Ray Stevenson, who played the role of Volstagg. Yes. And... Uh, he it, and he was saying to Ray, like more, more, come on. Like, and Stevenson really. was like, I don't know, I don't want to dip my toe into the river of ham. And Brenna was like, by all means, bathe in the river. Of ham. <laughs> Can I, I say said, something? I've been in the river of ham. No, yeah. please go ahead. Ian McDermott, 
fail. Oh my god. <laughs> now, oh. now, what's your reasoning? And now I was watching with this analysis. And in I mind. think we've given him passes for every movie. And he's yeah. great. He's great, except for one scene. What's the scene? Which ruins it all. Oh my god. His behavior during the confrontation with Mace Windu. Is... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anakin. Now that it is <laughs> so bizarre that it undercuts everything else he did in that movie. I felt bad. I felt like Kevin Arnold bad. You know what I mean? You now, what the do Wonder you think years? was? Of course, I can't know. What do you think was going on in that? Because like you're talking, that's the scene. That's it. All rests on that scene. That's where Anakin retrays the, the kid, the Jedi. That's where he's got to turn it all and around. Sam, I thought Samuel Jackson was pretty great in that oh, scene. He's fantastic in that scene. We're yeah. about to get to him. Ian McDermott. It's like. There's so many no. moments in all three of these movies where you're like, was anyone watching <laughs> while this, like, was anyone even watching them? Or were they all just fiddling with gadgets and lights? Probably. You gotta and remember as like, well, like, probably these are basically latter. independent movies. I don't know if the studio is, like, looking at the dailies and being like, hey, George, do you want to maybe, like, total free reign? Adjust every, well, the problem is the tone is all out of whack, right? He's all the way up here, and then, like, Hayden Christensen is all the way down here. And Samuel Jackson's really, I think, finding a sweet spot. But his, I would say, because I was, I, I'll tell you, all throughout the beginning of that movie, I was like, "This feels great. This feels like like a, this feels like a bad guy performance in like an old like Boris Karloff style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right, feels like a ha- a lovably hammy bad guy. Yeah, but once he in that in that Mace Windu scene, oh my god! And then even afterwards, once he turns into like a total plat and for a movie that's so dedicated to CGI, all of a sudden you just hang a, you you fucking. It's like you just melt a couple pieces of plastic and just stick them on his cheeks. Like, that's the one real thing you do. Like, even that, he said when he was like, Man, I have, and like that address to the Senate. Yeah, where he proclaimed he has the now settled, empire. He has now settled into it as like, he's a total evil cartoon character. Right. And even that I buy. That Mace Windu scene is so bad that it gives me, it makes me fail him. You don't buy the transformation. I mean, it's so many. Anakin, help me! <laughs> what about the? Do you like the earlier scenes, the opera house scene, all that stuff? <laughs> oh my god! And the writing in that, when he literally, when when Palpatine goes, he's a traitor, and Mace Windows' response is, "You're a traitor." <laughs> <laughs> I rubber your glue. Horrible. Can I defend it for a second? Go ahead. Sure. The the writing of that scene is so extreme. It's on. It's on McDermott, man. I think. He looked at that. They they delivered to him, hey, here are your sides for tomorrow. Right? Yeah. George has them unlocking key. And for the first time, he goes, hey, here are your sides for tomorrow. Memorize. Give, give me off book for these eight pages of dialogue. It's a big action scene in which a guy holds up a lightsaber and you shoot lightning at his lightsaber. And then that somehow reflects back only onto your face, turning your forehead into butt cheeks. Right? <laughs> yeah. The longer you do your own thing, it melts your face, yeah, which is weird because how, how do you know you can do it if you've never practiced it? If that happens when you do that, how do you not know that? Because this cannot be the first time you did that force lightning. Well, also, he could just stop. If he realizes, well, then, oh, if I shoot force lightning at a lightsaber, it turns my forehead into butt cheeks, just stop. Put your well, hands down. I think we've asked, I've asked this of you before. Yeah. Is that, was he wearing a mask and like the butt cheeks is his real face or is that just what happens? To I him? think that's scarring. I think that's the specific but, scarring but effect so, of that. It's so like symmetrical. It's lightning. Why would lightning make these like grooves, these even grooves along his face? That scene should have been great. Yeah. It should be really cool. The death of Mace Windu. And it's the, the betrayal of Annie. It's the turn, it's the dime, you know? 
I, I think McDermott just went, okay, this seems impossible. This doesn't make any sense the way it's written. I might as well have fun. This is like a Troll 2 level <laughs> written scene. That's my point. It feels I like it am was, the Senate. It feels like it was like someone who only spoke German <laughs> and then a person who largely spoke French translated it into English. It's like written by Babblefish. Do, do you like it's really bad. Do you yeah. like how he says absolute power? Oh, oh my god. Power. All right, well well moving on from him though. He effectively is imitating Starscream from the Transformers <laughs> cartoon in that. Like, Megatron. <laughs> Uh, did you like how they kept that basically in the movies? They kept that dynamic with Starscream. I don't. I don't think I've seen in any of this. Really? I think I maybe saw the first one. They keep it up. One, one and three are the two to watch. Two and four are garbage. Uh, that is true. Um, all right, Samuel Jackson feel as Mace very Windu. Strongly about this. Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. Pass, baby. I think it's a pass. Right? I it's think pass. that it's his best work of all three movies too. I would. I would say. I think. I think he's very like. Um. Like very, kind of milk toast. Yeah, which he kind of has been the whole time. Yeah, which is very to, Jedi. But again, I would say like it's not on Samuel Jackson. Like he's written as this like ultra contemplative, calm Jedi. This is the only time in history Samuel Jackson hasn't been given. He never some lets big loose. moments to sink his teeth into. He never blows up. Never. No. Uh, I Steady like. Hand. I think he slightly sells in this movie that Mace Windu knows like that it's all kind of going wrong. You know, in those early scenes where he's talking yeah. to Yoda because Yoda can't sell it. He's Yoda's the first a, one a to be convinced too that yeah. something's up. Yeah. Like, Anakin comes to him and he goes like, "Really?" Anakin's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, let's do okay, it." Okay, fine. I'll follow you through on this. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. Um, there's that fucking one shot I talked about in the past when he's walking into Palpatine's office and he's like a fucking badass. Yeah, and Lucas sort of shoots him it's you know, from the and ground. he's got that crew with him. Yeah. 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 That crew lets him down, though. My God. They go down in a second. Well, we'll get to them. We'll get right, to them. Right. Let's not rate them yet. Fundamentally. I mean, I'm not rating any of the acting performances, but fundamentally, yeah. the Jedi are effectively supposed to be like what the Knights Templar were in the... In the era of, in the Middle Ages, sure, yeah, yeah. they are all weak. <laughs> They're all weak people who die with almost no fight. Yeah, in this movie, they mostly no get honor. shot. They mostly get shot in the back. They're yeah. mostly like administrators, <laughs> yeah. yeah, ordering clones around, <laughs> right, until the clones just kill them. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy Smiths as a uh, Senator Bail Organa, <sighs> the Smiths. Now we, you know, Smits was in two, and he doesn't do much. And then we saw Smits was in three, and we thought, all right, Smits is going to get more, high more meat on the bone, high billing. He's six. got a little more. Uh, he's fifth, fifth, six built, six, six built. I would say, that, and this was also kind of his comeback, right? For yeah, the public eye? yeah, because he had kind of been, been off NYPD guy, Blue right? for a while, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, he was this, sort of floating after around. After this, he flipped over to Dexter, right? After this, he starts what I think is his pretty nice, solid run of like guest starring, and yeah, yeah he's on West Dexter. Wing too. He was Killed the president on West, on West Wing. Wing. Killed it, Dexter. Uh, I feel like he was in something else. He was in Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if you guys watched that. I watched the first. Yeah, he uh, shows up in that later. Just for background, like this podcast generally is anti-bits, very much pro-Smiths. We've never weighed in on the nature of this performance exactly, but we just like Jimmy Smith. Who Smiths doesn't like Jimmy Smith? That's what I was going to say. I give him a soft pass. I would too. It's a soft he pass. He didn't do much except just be Jimmy Smith. His big scene is where he, he watches the teenager Jedi die, remember? And he sort of goes, no, like uh, during that the- teenager Jedi. 
That's one of the best performances. <laughs> well, we'll wait till you hear who he is. We'll get to his his fucking real name. Wait till you hear who he is. Smith wow. is a soft past, mostly just I mean, you charm know, and handsomeness. And he's, he's got a that one scene guy. where he's like, my my wife and I have always wanted a girl, and you're like, oh, I my... don't know his wife, but like I believe this, you but know. I will say <laughs> just again about the writing of that. Of like, dude, straight up, the whole world is falling apart. There's been a coup He's of like, the I galaxy. Get a girl out of this? The entire galaxy is a coup, and the defenders of peace and justice are all dead. And you're like, my wife and I, we like that. We mean to adopt. We've been thinking of getting yeah. a three bedroom, you know, expanding. Getting, it has that vibe in a big way. I just want to point out, David, like the definition of, of a low bar for success. You're saying that Smith gets a pass. Because in the scene where he says, my wife and I have always wanted to adopt, you believe that he has a wife. <laughs> this, Absolutely. <laughs> you believe that he's this, the- This guy's definitely married. The woman he's invoking off screen exists. Yeah, we never meet. Yeah, so, yeah, actually say the phrase, I'll take the girl. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think That so. is a creepy thing to say. <laughs> I'll take- like, It's true, because they're like, there's a boy and a girl, and he's like, oh- We better I'll split him up for safety. I'll take the girl. Uh, one girl, please. I'll take the girl. Uh, soft pass for Smith. <laughs> soft pass. All right. Frank Oz is Yoda. It's a vocal performance. I have a question for you Ms. guys. Miss Piggy mm-hmm. himself. Do I, am I judging the vocal performance of Frank Oz or is this coupled inherently with the quality of Yoda? It's a good question because, um, wow. you know. Hard it's, to it, separate. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that, you know, Oz wasn't doing any face capture or any moving around. No, it's just no. the voice. Purely animated. I guess we should just judge Frank Oz, right? As far as what Frank Oz does, he did it great. If I, if I was judging Yoda if, as if Yoda was an actor, I would say one of the, Lower rung performance. I would say I he's agree. pretty lame. It's a terrible um, character. Physically, it's very unconvincing. Well, yeah. I think the real problem is in the earlier movies, he doesn't have to be very emotional, but he has to be emotional in this, and he sucks at it. The scene where he like goes like, "Yeah, I'm holding my head." I realize and there's we're on a, a podcast. really weird part, like the Wookiee stuff. I thought that battle with the Wookies was pretty cool. I like the Wookies. They seem like an interesting. But thing. What's, what where are they, where are they coming there? from? Where are they what the I don't know. Shit. And then the, he and climbs you know, onto that one Wookiee's head and goes, I'll miss you, Chewbacca. <laughs> we've talked about this five weeks fuck, in a row. Why the fuck is that important? Who Every the fuck is Chewbacca? guest we've had on has pointed that out. It's Who two the minutes. fuck is this one guy he's singling out? Yeah, why is it, he, he just friends with this one guy? And he, and he goes, like, a good relationship with the Wookiee I have. <laughs> Since when? So apparently you were buddies with this one guy, Chewbacca. Cool, man. I'm giving him a fail. I'm gonna give him a fail too. I mean, Oz. like he never brought it home. Yeah, and you're saying like Oz did a good job, and like yeah, it's a great voice. We know Frank Oz can can spin I a give mean him a voice. pass just because he's a hired gun and he does what he's done. You know what I mean? This is a guy who's sitting in a booth, not unlike this one. Yeah, he's as far like he doesn't even have the pleasure of green screens or eye contact. You know what I mean? Just to clarify, when you say a booth just like this one, you mean the booth that is currently being run by. Producer Ben, a.k.a. the Banducer, a.k.a. Purdue Ben, a.k.a. the Haas, a.k.a. the Poet Laureate, a.k.a. Mr. Positive, a.k.a. the Peeper, a.k.a. <laughs> oh, Will yeah, Fennel. the new one. Of course. <laughs> yeah, the you're peeper. the Peeper. Hey, yeah, I've been here the whole time, guys. <laughs> Thanks for introducing me. Yes. Sorry, Ben. No, it's all right. Uh, I mean, I don't have much to add. I hate this movie. <laughs> Ben's really <laughs> mad at us. Ben was, like, actively angry last last time we recorded. He doesn't like that this show exists. Well, I had to come in on a Sunday and hear these guys for, like, four hours talk ben, about this Ben's one movie. Ben's face is turning scarlet right now. Yeah, you're legitimately uh. furious. Yeah, That's it's all right, what, though. Call Mr. Positive for It's okay, Ben, just four more. Oh, we're so close. Four more years. I want to move on, though. I want to move on to uh, yeah. Anthony Daniels' C-3PO. Yeah, but also uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Yes, please. <laughs> Those are the two things that Ben asked us of to course. do at the beginning of this show. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, please rate and review us. I haven't even checked. Okay, Anthony Daniels is C three. Is he in this? I don't even remember C three. Not very much. Yeah. What a weird character. <laughs> Barely in the first one, all over the second one. He's like fumbling around That's all the, the wars. That's where his head gets put on yeah. the other droid's body. <laughs> and they they They're like, let's pay this They just up. trade minds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was weird. And in then, this one, I would almost say it's like, uh, uh, I, I would go so far as to say that if I'm just looking at this movie in a vacuum, I have to give him like a, uh, like a not... How do I gauge it? He didn't do enough. It's really hard to gauge this performance. He's in a suit, I guess, so there's some physicality. I, I, can you name me a thing C-3PO does in this movie? Because I don't remember. I think he, At the end, his mind gets wiped for no yeah. good reason. Jimmy Smith is like, wipe his mind. Which I mean, is a little tragic. Yeah. You know, he, three movies worth of memories. I'm going to say soft pass. I'm going to say a fail, because I'm worried about us uh, overrating these actors again. Oh, fuck, it's happening again. Yeah. I said it was going to be tough today. I'm going to say soft pass. The same justification that you gave Frank Oz and Yoda. I think hired gun, he did what he was asked to do, and I think there's less emotional weight on him. I think Frank Oz could have given a little more emotion to some of those line readings to make Probably. up for the lack of physicality and emotional depth in the animation. I'll also say this about Frank Oz now that I think about it. He's probably, with his work with Henson, he's probably one of the only people who has the clout to say, George, we got to rewrite this shit. Mm-hmm. That's true. And he d- clearly didn't do that. He so didn't I think do- I want to switch Oz to a fail. Wow. All right, so he's down to a fail. Okay. But what about Anthony Daniels? I would say like a like a not like like did not play coach's you decision. You know. So what you I mean? abstain. Like so if this was one... basketball, I'd say like, well, he never got off the bench. Yeah. That's DNP. True. Yeah. Yeah. Did not play coach's decision. We've done that before. It's been very rare, but we've done that before across the last two. Films. We're going to so we'll do it again it. in one second. I managed to bring up basketball again. Yeah, no. We're There's other not. people who had almost no impact, though, that I do have strong opinions on. Well, I think maybe the next actor listed. Uh, actually, no, because the next actor listed is Christopher Lee as Count Dooku. Pass. He, now, I say pass. Yeah, well, we love him in the first, in the second movie. He's so good in Attack of the He Clones. really brings some energy to it. Which a, I haven't really a, watched in a while. So you guys are comparing it to. He's not as good as he was in Clones. It's clear from both of your reactions. Clones, he brings it, and Clones well, has got a lot to do. No, it's the problem is in Sith. He's uh, yeah. It feels like they sort of forgot that he was supposed to be in it. They were like, oh shit, we need a Dooku scene. He's got to get. Ah, all right, okay, here he is. I still think he's great though. He's also mostly a head on a CGI body in this movie. Like, his only yeah. role is, is that, that true? scene where they fight, and he's jumping around. The dude's, like, the fucking he 87. Like five years old, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Because the first Lee. one, and not the first one, in Attack of the Clones, you can see that he's, like, an old dude fighting with a ping pong ball. And in this one, it's, like, a it's a flubber body. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we call I it, I did flubber. think the scene where he gets killed where... He he gives that look to Palpatine where he's and, like, and, dude. Yeah, and Anakin's like all confused. I did think Ian McDermott there kills it when he's like, do it, do it. I think that's great. I agree. Yeah, he's just like seeing if he can get Anakin to seeing how far he can nudge him. So it's I'm very smart. I'm the tiebreaker here on Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. are you gonna give him a? F- no, I'm saying pass. I think we're both saying pass. You're I saying say pass. pass. You yeah. said pass. Oh, you said pass. I'll yeah. say I haven't watched Clones in a while. You guys are feeling no, no. I'm, I'm I up he was on very me. good. I'm up I'll on say me. pass. I think Christopher yeah. Lee is basically never bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really love Christopher Lee. Uh, next, next build is Keisha Castle Hughes as the Queen of Naboo. This is a non-speaking role. Uh, I don't know if you know who we're talking about. I do. Yeah. Academy Award nominated for a performance of Whale Rider. 
Yeah, she was a recent Academy yeah. Award nominee for a great performance she gave in the New Zealand film Whale Rider. Hard fail. Uh, I mean, in this film, I, hard I, fail. I completely agree. Hard fail. I mean, one, nothing regal, nothing you, royal. You got to figure she must have shot some stuff, and they were like, uh, "Thanks, but no thanks." <laughs> right? Like, because yeah. you see her in the funeral for one second, and I cannot separate. I know this is not this actor's fault, but the completely unexplained politics of the interchangeable queen of Naboo. Let's elect another 12-year-old. It's always I a teenager. cannot separate it in my mind. I will always hate this. Explain it. Just explain it. Um, that was one person was the queen. Here, why, here, why is not? Why here, now here, you the queen? Here's let's try to unpack it. You know how our country, like there are like 200 countries, and they all elect heads of state. This planet decided it just needed one, and that it should be a 12 year old girl. I think it's a planet of in denial pedophiles, <laughs> and I think they're all going. No, no, no. 12 year olds are just uh, better at making decisions. Yeah, that's Hard the only fit. reason we want him on the throne. All Terrible right. performance. We're gonna move on. We're I'm gonna, gonna move give on. her a pass. Well, I'm Horrible. failing her. Terrible. Why are you giving her I'm a pass? Because she's got a tear in her eye and she looks kind of sad. But she looks like a handmaiden. She Terrible. doesn't even look like. If it's not Keisha Castle Hughes, you don't even notice that person. <laughs> You're so. Damn, we're really ripping her. In. All right, Silas I'm Carson. I'm giving. I'm Silas Carson. He plays two roles. He plays Newt Gunray, the leader of the Trade uh-huh. Federation. Yeah. And he plays Ki-Adi Mundi, the sort of Easter Island-headed Jedi who gets, you know, mowed down. He's got a his, penis head. By yeah. his clone troopers. I'm going to go ahead and say, can, may I? Yeah. Nate Gunray fail, Ki-Adi Mundi, big pass. <laughs> well, Griffin is delighted by this. Big pass. Ki-Adi Mundi? I've been waiting to talk about Ki-Adi Mundi. <laughs> Let's talk about Ki-Adi Mundi. It's one of the only, <laughs> one of the only members of the Jedi Council who, to me, Feels like he has the actual gravitas that is constantly said but not shown. Right, invoked about these. As people. far as a show not show don't tell thing, Kiadi Mundi is probably the only member of the Jedi Council that is showing a sense of there's experience and battle scars, dignity, dignity, a level say. of wisdom and like a level of sacrifice that you earn your seat at this table. Kiadi Mundi to me. Is that, and I mean this in a very real way. And I also think that he, in the Order sixty six, a lot, of, a lot of the Jedi's die pretty punk deaths. You know, he steps like, up. He, yeah, he's, he's trying to lead. He's the charge. leading the charge. He's diving in there with his lightsaber. He turns around, and you get that look on his face where he's like, like, how could this be happening? And he tries to fight back. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I don't. Uh, Newt Gunray though is an embarrassment. Oh, of <laughs> Ooh. Don't you think all the Jedi stuff should have had almost like a Walking Dead vibe? Like, all the clones fucking flip out and go into this frenzy where a thousand of them overrun each Jedi? Yeah, and we've also discussed, like, it's weird that it's not clarified whether Order 66 is, like, um, a a programming thing that then, like, switches their brain and makes them go crazy. That's what I assume. Or if they just follow orders. (laughs) Yeah. If they just go, okay. Well, what I really hate, and we talked about it before, but is that he literally says, like, Commander Cody, execute Order 66, which implies to me he then has to call everyone else. Oh, be like, hey, Commander, uh, your name is uh, Timmy. All right. He didn't group call. You know, he didn't do a conference call. That guy's name is Cody. (laughs) Cody. Cody. He's the commander. Newt Gunray. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. It's key I would say one of the high points of the well, trilogy. Should we split? You do get one MVP per performance review, just so you know. So I'm not putting words in your I'm mouth. I'm saving mine. I know okay. who mine is. Okay. Okay. So, but because in the past we haven't split. That's what's interesting. Well, let's split it. Let's, let's split, split it. it. Yeah. Okay. You guys disagree. No, 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 no. no I'm saying just, we'll give him a pass for Kiani Mundi, but then we'll also give him a fail. So we'll just you guys add agree one with to both each. of those. Yeah. Oh, what, totally. But I want to talk more about what's your opinions on Kiani Mundi. I heard from you. 
Griffin, you haven't really expressed. Oh yeah, way in on Kiyadi Mundi. We've talked about him before, you know, in passing. I mean, this is this is my thing. In the past, we have combined the two characters into one performance, and we hate New Gunray so much that we had nice enough things to say about Kia Dimundi, and uh, but the New Gunray so wildly overwhelmed it that we didn't really go in depth. In this movie, I, I hear everything you're saying. I do think is a sense of authority, a sense of power. I find him a little arrogant. Wow, I, I think, but I, but again, is that? Is this one of the only layered performances in the entire trilogy? Yeah, I mean, you're winning me that over. That there is on this that. like kind of like because yeah, here's the thing: I do feel like there's a quiet arrogance about Kiyadi Mundi. I also feel like there's an unspoken sadness because he's kind wow. of separated and wow. he's seen too much Intense. in his years. I feel like that arrogance is caused a little bit by that separation because he is, uh, you know, he is. He has special powers. Of course, there's arrogance, but it also separates him from any sense of normalcy normal relationships and I feel like I can feel the sacrifice Ki Mundi has made and I think of it this way you look at all the Jedi and there, I would say there's only two or three where it's like if you could if you were making comic book series Ki Mundi one off basically he's yeah. one of the first I would be like I want to know more about that guy sure almost immediately I mean one of the biggest failings of this movie is that you got all these Jedi Council guys there in every single movie and you never find out anything about yeah them, you know? sucks stupid you've won me over Yadi Mundi right. passed. Well, we're going to Ray fail. Let's move on to Jay Lagaya as Captain Typho. And just to remind you guys, that's this guy. I don't even remember him in this movie. He's oh, in the last one. Fail, fail. I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you where he is in this movie. He's the guy with the eye patch. He's like he replaces that one guy that died that one time. Captain right? Panaka doesn't even die in that film. Panaka doesn't die. He's just yeah. not there anymore. He's just gone. Maybe he just didn't want to. He's probably anymore. working for the new queen. I don't know. Um, he's got one moment in the film. It is when Padme is boarding her ship to go to Mustafar to try to talk Anakin. Sure, talk him down. Down. There is a wide shot. Okay. Never cuts into a close-up. It is like a, a wide establishing shot of the ship, and Padme is like the size of an ant in the frame, and she's boarding the ship, and Typho's behind her. He's like, uh, 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 Padme, are you sure you want to go on this I trip? do remember that fail. Yeah, it's bad performance. Mega Real fail. Bad. Real yeah. bad. I, I mean, do remember, as soon as he said it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is a tiny performance in all senses. It's physically small within the frame, and it he's barely on screen, but it's bad. It distracted me. <laughs> it's bad line readings. All right. Uh, I agree with you guys. Fail. Uh, and I hated him in the last movie. Yeah, uh, Bruce Spence as Tion Medon. That's this fella. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All okay, right. Now, Griffin's, Griffin's really high hand. on this actor. Griffin's holding up his hand like he wants me to stop my... What I'm going to say. Whatever you're going to say, I just want you to factor something in, okay? Because uh-huh. I said this to David, and he wasn't that impressed. Bruce Spencer. <laughs> you, like, interrupted, like, a conversation and see, but go Because I think this is, like, cool to know. Yeah. yeah. Play, yeah. Played the gyrocopter pilot in The Road Warrior. He's, like, a legend. I don't care about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Boom! Never seen that movie. Really? Oh, you should see it. It's good. But is that one of those Mad Max movies? Yeah, it's the second yeah. one. Did you not like, like you Mad, Max? Like Mad, Max. Don't like Mad Max? Mad Max Fury Road is the most overhyped thing since 300. <laughs> well, I hate 300, but love Fury Road. So I, I think don't know history will like. remember Fury Road as a 300-esque thing. Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. Style. Oh. Fighting words. Oh. That being said, this guy in this movie, 
Huge pass. Terrific. Yeah, he's Huge great. Pass. You're, you're immediately like, whoa, who's this guy? He's in charge. What right? the only people who's dressed like an asshole that actually overcomes the costuming to make you <laughs> yeah. feel like they have actual So emotions. much costuming. Yeah. Let's give you this face. Let's give you weird teeth. Let's make Rose. your collar hide your ears for some reason. But, but the work he does oh, with yeah. his Wait, mouth say, alone. I'm showing yes. pictures to, the fellow, to, my, to my fellow uh, podcasters. Again, but, in yeah. the writing, I would say that it's this weird thing where Obi-Wan shows up. They all come out. And he's like, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> and then Obi-Wan's like, well, I'm here to investigate. And he's like, he's here. <laughs> it's like, well, if someone was watching you or listening. Griffin has made this exact point. It's so great. He's you know like, I mean? just come a little closer. General Grievous, he's downstairs. Yeah. Like, he couldn't he, he couldn't overhear that, like, if you were just too Because you, you, you would only behave that way originally if you were being surveilled. Yes. Which you're clearly not. And doesn't even really, like, lower his voice. Just changes his tone. No, and, it's, and as soon as Obi-Wan shows up, you know that's a Jedi. Yeah. So you either got to be chill from the start, or you got to speak in code the whole time. For that me, guy's great. His he's performance great. is great. Yeah. It's great. And I he think gets, he's, he's a legend of Australian cinema. Is that true? I think so. These you know, There's a this lot of Australian point, actors He was in, in the movies. Road Warrior. He was the gyrocopter pilot. Yeah, I, think, I don't like those movies. He was the mouth of Sauron in the deleted scene in Return of the King. Only a deleted scene? Yeah, they cut, yeah, that they cut that out of the me. movie. Yeah. Uh, he he was the voice of Chum the Shark in Finding Nemo. Mm. This guy's a boss. Uh, I want to move on, though. We gave him a pass. Thank Hard you. pass. You're really leading the charge. I just I know how this gets. This yeah. credits list is long. You're long. stopping this from being like really long. It's easy to go on a, a tangent about any of these guys, which is how we've spun 35 episodes or whatever, 25 episodes. If you guys ever want to do an episode just about Kiyadi Mundi, oh, let's although do it. we'll get to another character I like. It would have to okay. be about Kiyadi Mundi and maybe one or two other people. I'd be down to do All this. Right, I next. think I know and where you're going. Honestly, the billing order is crazy, but the next yeah. is Wayne Pygram as... Governor Tarkin, who we don't even hear speak in this movie. I don't he's even in, remember him he's being in, in the movie. He's in one scene what? at the end of the movie. He's standing with Darth Vader and Darth Sidious watching that that circular, the sphere thing get made. Oh, the killer star. Yeah, and he's just standing out there with them. What was that sphere thing? Oh, who it's knows? Like They're planet. obsessed with it. They like vaguely allude to it being like a big weapon, but it's never really fucking explained. Weird. Um, so I guess he's like a sort of future empire bureaucrat guy. But I he's mean, literally a background he, player, and he's right? got this insane makeup. He's got the biggest cheekbones. This guy probably wasn't even SAG. <laughs> he had to be non-union. This guy's background you think he got purely. Extra? You think he got an extra? Rate? I think he got extra. I'm giving him a fail because he's got a dumb face. He's, you're just just dumb face. I don't like you're just face. giving him a dumb. I would say fail if they want to bill him that high. Then I'm going to judge him for what he did. And it was not impressive. Just to tell you about Wayne Pygram, the only—I mean, he was in—he um, was in 61 episodes of Farscape, a show I've never seen. Playing what? Playing who? Uh, a Scorpius. Okay. I don't know. I've never seen Farscape. What's Farscape? Griffin. I mean, Chris is just laughing. Jim Henson. If there's company, a show you've never heard of. <laughs> That a professional is, TV crew. I feel like it's hard for I haven't the, seen everything, guys. Come but, on. But it's hard for there to be 61 episodes <laughs> of a thing and for you to not at least have heard of it. Oh, I know Far. I've heard of Farscape. Okay. You know, it's like a Muppet sci-fi show. Yeah. It just was never my thing. More than 61 episodes. You haven't seen it. You're the Muppet guy. I know. More than 61 episodes. This guy was only in 61 episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's it probably more. cracked 100. Yeah. All right. It's got that syndication. Uh, we're, giving a, we're giving him a, a, a fail, fail, though. A fail. Yeah. All right. So, to Tamora Morrison. Ben really hates this podcast. Yeah. No, he's he's loving it. He's furious. Uh, no. the, you mean the peeper? It's, it's fun. <laughs> the peeper? You talking yeah. about the peeper? Yeah. I'm just over here in my corner really just soaking this in. 
Uh, Tamara Morrison, who plays all of the clones, but is ca- is credited as Commander Cody. Commander and Cody. And in the second movie, obviously, he was Jango Fett. Yeah. In this yeah. one, he's just- I was just... very confused by why those people had to be clones. <laughs> yep. Confusing. As were we. Makes no sense. Nope. Uh, and, and why all... would they pick that guy to exactly. clone them off of? I cannot, I never, I can never stop being irritated by it. Nope. It's really if they're weird. They're all clones. Shouldn't they all have equal abilities and stature where you can commute? And they're all wearing helmets. So shouldn't you be able to just like have some sort of communicator in their helmets? Mm-hmm. How do you get promoted to commander, Cody? Yeah, what makes you he, better than your brother? Does he like get like a little extra genes when he's built? Like, yeah, it's like this one's got to be a commander. Yeah, do you think he earned the rank of commander? Or was he like brewed to be a commander? You know, I don't know. I'll say this though. I agree with all of that. Find it very irritating. All of that's within the writing as far as his actual performance. I say pass. I say the same. I say pass. You say pass. And it's mostly. I'm giving him a fail, but he's really pass. Wow. I would watch that guy in other things. That's why I think of he, that. He's a good actor, he's and I've seen him presence. in other stuff. He does have a lot of presence. But um, I think that he's really annoying. I don't know. I really, like, he just comes off so stiffly in all the scenes where he's communicating with Obi-Wan or Anakin, or any of these guys, right? That's the role, though, I would argue. Uh, I'd say that's him playing. It. It I, they're realize... supposed to be friends, though. It's always like, hey, Cody, how you doing, you know? And and he's like, yep, yep, go very good, sir. But yeah. no, there's that scene where they go to Dave and Buster's. They have a great time. <laughs> there's I a lot of chemistry. Keati Mundi and Commander Cody. Yeah. Between the clones and the Jedi, don't you feel like a lot of this movie is Palpatine was just like, it would be easy to kill all these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy to just kill all these people and take over. <laughs> he just likes ineffectual armies. Um, I'm going to move on to David Bowers as Mas Ameda. Who's this Mas guy? Ameda. Oh, pass. He's the um, pass. he's Palpatine's <laughs> that blue guy with the horns. Pass. Yeah, Palpatine's like what is he like his secretary? Doesn't I don't say know. a word. Can't take my eyes off him. Pass. <laughs> In one of the movies, he says this is a crisis. Really? I, I don't remember which one though. It was uh, one of them. I think the it's Attack of the Clones. Attack the Clones. Because it's in the trailer. I just remember that. Yeah. That there's a rand, There's lots of chaos, and then they just got to him going, "This is a crisis." But David, you remember right. that line reading enough to be able to properly right. impersonate his voice. He's in there. He had a buttery baritone. He's a pass. Good pass. Wait, one I'm just, of the top now passes. I'm now I'm interested enough just to find out who David <laughs> Bowers is. Oh my one god. Oh my god. Passes. I'm glad I clicked on his IMDb page. Here's his bio. <laughs> he is best known for his classic line. I'm not kidding. In Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, quote, this is a crisis. <laughs> that is literally the top of his IMDb profile. <laughs> he will be remembered I'm long amazed after he didn't that. pick up more work off that. Because <laughs> he killed it. Anyway, uh, good, good on you, David. Um, Definitely some of the makeup, though, to give actual credit where credit's due yeah. in a movie that I'm shitting all over. Yeah. Definitely one of the examples of makeup where I'm like, that's in the sweet spot. Yeah. I want to know more like, about his whole... doesn't look like CGI. Yeah, I want to know these what planet from. I want to yeah. know his race. I want to know... Well-designed character. All right. Oliver Ford Davis. He's in all three movies. as Sio Bibble. We've talked about him. He's in Phantom Menace. He's in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Is he in Revenge of the... I don't remember. He might just Barely. be in the funeral scene, right? Uh, I think maybe one other moment. Now, this guy's real. Chris is just laughing. Is his name really Sile Bibble? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What does he do? Well, I've always referred to him as, like, Griper-in-Chief, because he's always just next to Padme going, like, oh, they're invading. Like, this is terrible. What are we going to do? If you never rewatch, he's got a really big part in Phantom Menace. He's in a lot of it. And he's always relaying messages to, to her and stuff. He's like... I don't know what he is. Because Padme's he's on like the, the ship secretary with the Jedi. He's the guy like keeping shit on lockdown in Naboo. 
he's like her main aide, or he's a yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's I like a know. civil servant. Uh, I think <laughs> he's called Sio Bibble. <laughs> I think he's the head of this this pedophilia ring who keeps right. on electing right. these little girls. You don't need your I give him a fail theories. on moral issues alone. <laughs> I give him a fail. You, I give him a fail. This is a hat trick. Garbage. Sile Bibble. This is a hat trick. Right. Three straight movies. He's gotten only fails. <laughs> and also, I want to. I always say this, but Oliver Ford Davis is a great actor. I saw him do King Lear. Is that on true? the British stage? He's a, like a renowned Shakespearean actor in Britain. So he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> is, like, is he knighted? Uh, you know what? I'm going to look that up. He's definitely got something. Uh, I almost typed Sio Bibble, but uh, I remember that's not his actual name. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but but David grew up in London. Like, spent a lot of his, like... I think I was vaguely aware of that. Adolescence mm-hmm. in London. And a lot of times, I'll be, like, dismissive of an actor, and he'll be like, but I'm telling you, his, like, stature... Yeah, in England is a big deal. Look, I've yeah. seen I've seen King Lear a few times. He's the best King Lear I ever really? saw. Yeah. It's really good. Sire right. Bibble sucks. He's a pederast. Fuck him. <laughs> Ahmed Best is Jar Jar Binks. You gotta get that poor. I've, I'm on record saying this guy had it harder than anybody. But you, you gotta give him a fail. He's a fail. I mean, what does he do in this movie? He's, he's in the, the Senate. He's in right? the Senate. Uh, he's like the Senate representative you from see Nebu. Him in yeah. the background, and you then there's and you see him in the, the funeral, end, funeral looking crying. dejected. He's one yeah, of those little discs. So one of those Senate discs. Yeah, one of those uh, one of pogs or uh, yeah. you know Beyblades or whatever you want. He has zero lines. That's right. He had a couple lines in the second one, but he's nothing in this one. And like you know, this was pre-performance capture. It was sort of like performance reference, mm-hmm. more so. Like they had him on set. They were looking at how the lighting affected him, but like they weren't really truly translating his movements in. So I don't know what he Which really is a shame, did because I I believe this is true. Uh, my wife was in Stomp with Ahmed Best. That was his only credit. Prior I didn't know to your wife was in Stomp. She was That's crazy. In Stomp, I believe at the same time as Ahmed Best. Cool. At the very least, she knows him through the, the that that circuit of um, New York City like performance art theater crossover. And uh, she knows him and says does she he's have a, like a positive impression. Says of him? he's one of the nicest, kindest human beings she's ever met. Would That's he want to be on the show? I don't know. God, that'd be that'd be okay, a coup. So next week we have we're to make sure he never listens. We're having Hallie on the show next week, and then you should. All right, you could have no. a podcast with my wife and I just ask her what I'm at best is like. I'm sorry, so there's good. a bunch of names. I don't know who any of these. Okay, let's are. breeze through them. Yeah. No, but I mean, I really don't know. Give me like, character names. I probably know. Okay, Ramus Antilles, played by Rohan Nickel. I mean, I I looked this guy up. I don't remember him. Who is this guy? Oh, you see him on the ship. He's talking to Bail Organa. He's to fail. He's he, a fail. Yeah, he's a fail. <laughs> it's it's a total fail. But that ship, let's acknowledge. Oh, great ship. We're pro Smith ship. Yeah. <laughs> Anti bits, pro Smith, pro Smith ship. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna show uh Chris the ship we're talking about in case he's forgotten this ship. Yeah, that's a cool ship. Very cool Rad ship. ship. Yeah. Classical. Nice interior. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Okay, Jeremy Bullock as Captain Colton. This guy? I, who are these guys? Big pass. <laughs> it's just, you like it. You like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is an old guy. He seems to be at the controls of something. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like a guy who's been through a lot, and he, he's been tasked with the controls. <laughs> we he's are judging them old... on like their, their, their he's profile He's a salty old pictures. space dog. He's nailing it. He's a salty old space dog. <laughs> All right, a man. I, I want to give him a fail. I want to give him a fail. I'm going to tell you why. No, I'm okay. passing him just because of that. That was great. He's a salty old space dog. He's also a pedophile. We have to acknowledge this. He is, is a pedophile. Is he Naboo? Yeah. 
Okay. He's from Naboo originally. Right. I'm, not, I'm actually you're, refusing you're, to sign on to your pedophile you're thing. You're layering your politics over it. I'll also say you're fighting so hard for this pedophile thing <laughs> that it's making me wonder what you have to hide. Are you guys pro-pedophile? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, you're yeah, hung yeah, the up The lady on it. doth protest too okay. much. Okay, let's right. go on. I'm just trying to talk about the movie. Amanda Lucas, who must be related to George Lucas. I believe his daughter. As Tar Tanil. Again, who is this? I'll tell you. A red-headed woman. She's got sort of like... <laughs> headphones like on yeah. she's got like big metal domes I'll tell you who on she her is. ears yeah when they go to the opera she is standing uh. outside the entrance of the opera mm. I give her Oh, Ben. Ben just sighed very loudly. Do you have something to say? <laughs> How long have we been no, going, Ben? How long have we been going? About outside of the opera? <laughs> you just want us to be done so no, bad. Just, don't no, worry. We're, we're definitely not almost done. No, we're not even near it. <laughs> no, no. We're kind of near. I'm going to give her a pass because I like ladies with colored hair. Yeah, no thanks. I fail. If, yeah. I don't, if I don't know you, except if you're a salty old space dog, then you got to fail. I'm sorry. You didn't well, make an impression. Well, that is the thing about this. this act, there's, uh, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, extras or background, but there's something to be said for like you serve a function. And if you're too distracting, you're not doing your job right. If you leave no impact, you're not leaving your mm, job yeah. right. I would say that that old guy at the controls is <laughs> nailing being an old guy at the controls. Whereas this person left no impression. It's a fake. Uh, Kenny Baker is R2-D2. Okay. Now, this is the one where yeah. we've, we've never abstained. been able to judge this performance. How do you judge it? What do you? What's yeah. It's a little guy in a bucket. Like, what's he doing? And this movie, especially a lot of CGI that he's, like, not even doing. He always just gets a question mark from he, us. I, I'm we, giving we him know. his third straight question mark. On they clearly own. value having him on set. It's completely impossible to know what his <laughs> right? job is. There's no face. There's no voice. Like, Not applicable. I mean, it's like rating a key grip. Like, yeah. he seems to operate it really well. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But you don't know if the best boy was really doing most of the work. You don't, You can't rate the key grip. All right. All right. Matt, Matt Sloan as Plucloon. That's the uh, oh. cockroach Plucoon? guy. Plucloon? He yes. gets, he gets yes. shot out of the sky. I yes. think that's his death. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Pro. Just because, I'll say this. His whole thing is to be mysterious and kind of badass. Yeah. He's Man. got an unchanging face. The guy doesn't trip. The guy doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have any like weird, like herky jerky movements. He looks like a badass. Stays in the pocket. I agree. Yeah, e- even as he's getting shot down, even oh. as it's all going down. Yeah, and you'll say that too because all, through all three movies, you're like that guy looks badass, and then he does have a badass death that he mm-hmm. sells well. It's a good. It, I would say it was a phenomenal piece of acting. I agree with you, one hundred percent. I also think it's a pass. I just want to once again reestablish how low our oh, bar is. Your measure of success is he I mean, doesn't point out, trip. It's Plokun, right? Trip. It's Plokun. Yes, yeah, Plokun. Yeah, Kiati Mundi. I want to. I mentioned when Kiati Money came up that there's someone else. There's one other person I want to put. Oh, in this there's conversation. a third. Though. There's, there's a, a third. third you still have your MVP token. Oh, You're yeah. waiting to cash it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Peter Mayhew is Chewbacca. Fail. <laughs> You're giving him a fail. I'm giving him a fail. I would say pass. I, he's he's tall. And oh, real oh, tall. Congrats. I'll also say this though. There's a war on, and he's he's hooting and grunting it, but there's a real sense of urgency there that I appreciate. Yeah, I like Peter Mayhew. Make him a fail. Wow. I just don't understand why he gets all this attention. Well, you're, you're putting that on the character, though. He's got a gummy snack right. and but his pass. Uh, yeah. I would say a solid pass, uh, yeah. actually. <laughs> you say solid pass? Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Uh, jo- Joel Edgerton as Owen Lars. Now, Joel Edgerton's become a pretty famous actor. We've talked about him in the past. Who Clo- is he? He's, he's Uncle Owen. Oh, who is he now, you're saying? Yeah. 
Uh, he directed and, and starred in the movie The Gift recently. He was in the yeah, he was MMA in like that movie Warrior, Warrior, the MMA movie. Oh. Uh, he was in Exodus: Gods and Kings as King Ramses. Uh, Black Mass. He played the main uh, FBI. He was agent. in The Great Gatsby. He's oh, uh, killing it. Yeah, he's, I love him. He's an, I think he's Australian. Yes, uh, and uh, you know we should. Know, the movie closes on him uh, looking out at the suns with uh, the baby or whatever with his wife, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he talks in this movie. I would give him a pass. I give uh, a pass. We gave too. him a pass last felt time. Like it had some real. It had some weight. It had. Some, I. I was uncertain about how it was going to go. Yeah. So you guys going to give a pass to Bonnie P.S. who plays Baru? Yeah. 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 Same yeah. logic. Yeah. I buy the two of them being in love with each other without words, standing next to each other. You buy a sense of uh, casual, unforced intimacy. Okay. Now hard scrabble people getting by. Yeah. I, I've been excited to get to this guy. It's uh, Jet Lucas as Zet Jukasa, the teenager who gets shot by uh, in front of That's Jimmy George Smith. George Lucas's son, son of Georgie Porgy. Wow. He and he does a bunch wow. of martial arts, which apparently he wanted to show off on screen. George wow. was like, "Let me give you a platform to do your." I'm going to tell arts. you what. Good call. <laughs> Big pass. So you're saying in this case, nepotism? Thumbs up. That kid, I thought was impressive. In a series of underwhelming Jedi deaths, to cut to like seriously, this, to cut to this Padawan who's putting up a fight and has this fire in his eyes, where That's he's what like, I'm "I saying. fuck you up. This is yep. bullshit." You've got that that Twi'lek girl. She just gets shot down in the back. Straight up doesn't do anything. She doesn't even look. Turn around. This kid, he's he takes down a couple clone troopers before they get him. Yeah. Without you know harping on this too much, I give him a definite pass. I think he's one of the stronger performances in the film. There's an argument to be made that maybe one of the things that's working here that isn't working in the rest of the movie is George wrote to his strengths. He went, Jet Lucas, what's he good at? He's got a fire in his eyes. He's good at martial arts. Could maybe if he'd done true. that with other actors in the film, we would have had better performances across the board. Could be true. That kid, though, I mean, I would go so far as to say maybe the most memorable Jedi death. I would agree. And a moment where it was like actually. You're rank- ranking above Kiati Mundi? Well, here's the thing. It is the only stretch of that montage where it feels like, oh, this is a thousands-year-old order crumbling within minutes. Yeah, and right. someone is someone is scared and furious, and like this is a last gasp effort to just fight back that fails. You buy that this kid thinks that he might be able to fend off the entire clone trooper army himself. Yeah, like he's not giving up. Yeah. Very good. Pass. Pass for him. Pass. Big pass. We're moving on to Tux Akindoyeni. Great name. Who plays- That's not the character's name. That's nope. the actor's who name. Who plays Agen Kolar, this guy, who I believe is one of the guys who gets taken down by Palpatine. Yeah. Alongside the, Windu? Alongside Windu. Yeah, pass. Wow. We're, 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 this movie's going to get a plus from me. I don't like him. What's okay. your problem with him? I- I don't know. I don't get enough of a sense of authority and wisdom and power from him physically. And a lot of this is, I think it's an uninspired character design. And I know that's not on him. I know that's not on him. But I think physically, you're saying like Plo Kloon, right? Yeah. That dude, we can't see his fucking face. Yeah. And he's got a rad cockroach face. Yeah. We all admit that. But like what you're saying is that dude, when he walks on screen, you buy it. There's a presence. Yeah. Agent Kohler never registers. Uh, you know what? You're right. I, I, I was going to say, I mean... I'm switching to fail. And the, Jedi's, there's a higher standard for what I want out of them. <laughs> um, the only thing I'll say is maybe he's supposed to be kind of like that, because, I mean, he goes down like that. 
right? You know? Yeah, he sucked. But let's not talk about him anymore because that's crazy. Because <laughs> he doesn't even have a line in the movie. Matt Rowan as Orn Frita. Okay, I love this, this guy. This is this sort of fat senator guy. Uh-huh. He's got big tentacle heads. Uh-huh. He's got like a triple chin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he talks, but he definitely goes like this, like, wah, 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 like during the, the Senate scenes a lot. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, he's great. He's really a lot of physicality. I, I just want to be known. I had, uh, when we just announced that we were doing Revenge of the Podcast, moving on to Revenge of the Sith, I had at least one person tweet at me, please talk about Orn Frita. That's like, That person is waiting, out of their damn mind. Waiting for Orn Frita to come up. Uh, we all give him a, a strong pass. Yeah. Again, doing a lot with a little... Yeah. Is the name of the game yeah. with a lot of these characters. Oh, Jesus, this is terrible. All right, anyway, uh, yeah, good, 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 good job, buddy. <laughs> Are we over halfway through this list? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we're really just, honestly, I think most of the rest of this list is just the the funeral scene, and we're not going to talk about them. Let's okay. let's just keep going. It's just faces but in a crowd, There's someone that we definitely haven't gotten yep. to yet. That's my MVP. I also want to be known, I'm about to throw it on the hammer. I'm going to get really tough, really judgmental. We're giving out too many passes. I'm going to start getting really harsh. I don't know who Chris's MVP is, but okay. Kenji Oates as Saisi Teen. I, I like that guy. I, I don't remember this guy. What does I he like do? That guy. He, he's another Jedi. He's, he's Jedi. got like upside down goat horns. That's on the council, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's I got strong he eyes. Sits. I know I just said I was going to lay down the hammer, but <laughs> this, is, this is a pass. This is a, this is a subplo cloon. <laughs> Very much a so. a similar vibe of like, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Amy Allen is Ayala Sakura, who is the sexy Twi'lek Jedi who gets like, and I'm sorry to say it, but she is. Yeah, she no, is. She's, she's the sexy Jedi. Very appealing, yeah. And she gets shot in the back, and, it, and she's on like the most outrageously designed planet that's like giant flowers and shit. It's like a sub-avatar type planet, and it really annoys me every time I see it. Anyway, I don't like her. I think she's, I think she's bad. I'm giving her a fail. I'm debating in my head because here's the here's my thought process. I don't want to judge her just because she's being pitched as the sexy Jedi. Well, you know, it's not but her no, fault. but for me, it's more the death. The death is so weak, really, it's really bad. Lame. But is that her fault? You know, I mean, she could at least. I, I she true. doesn't sell it. True. You know, she doesn't sell that something's yeah, wrong. It's true. And here's Fail. the question it's I throw true. to you, Chris. Yeah. In the moment before she dies, do you buy her as a Jedi? No, you're right. Yep. Fail. You're you're. That's right. that's actually an excellent point. You're right, and it's it's also. The placement in that montage means that things should be building, and it actually dips. Mm-hmm. I agree with that's you. That's partially on her. I agree with her. you. That's not totally on her. That's partially on her. And and her character, her presence feels like pandering to throw in a sexy lady Jedi. There's some strong female Jedi's. Y- Yaddle, ever heard of her? The one below, pushed out. I'm moving on. Uh, Sandy Finlay, who plays Slymore, this person. Uh, it's sort of like a white lady with crazy white eyes and a big high collar. I don't remember who she is. Is she another one of Palpatine's person? Yeah, she's one of Palpatine's crew. <laughs> Chris loves this one. Who is that? I don't fucking know. Talk about Sly Moore. Do you know who this is? Yeah. She's in Palpatine's crew. She's always over Palpatine's shoulder. Yeah, Except I think for the she's big actually, scenes. I think she's sitting next to him in the opera and then stands up to leave so Anakin can take her seat. Correct. And I think also when he makes his big reveal like, I have now been scarred by the Jedi in front of the Senate, she's like over his shoulder. She's in clones as well. I give her, fuck, I give her a pass. I'm giving her a fail. I'm saying fail. I think she's creepy. Okay. Anyway. The fails uh, win. Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. I don't know. This is like a redheaded woman. I think she hangs Mon out with. Mothma. Don't yeah. remember. And question mark. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait. I actually need to look some of these people up because I don't know who they are. Fangs are? No. That's not a person. Sorry. No. no. Fangs are? Character or actor name? 
Warren Owens is the actor. Okay. Do you have a picture? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have a picture for you. We want to see it. He's yeah. a senator, apparently. Yeah, things are. I want to know. Oh, fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fail. He's an old guy with a beard. I don't know who he is. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, here we go. This is good. This is good. Matthew Wood as General Grievous. Fail. <laughs> now you wanted to talk about for this one. What a fucking piece of shit character. What a pile of shit performance. What an insulting to everybody's fucking intelligence, both both intellectually and emotionally speaking. What a fucking train wreck character. Skittering around on the floor like a little fucking jerk when you're supposed to be this person everybody's chasing. How did this person rise to prominence in any army? Why are the Jedi so obsessed with getting this bumbling fool that can't do anything right? None of it makes sense. The performance is deplorable. I hate it. I hate everything about General Grievous. I mean, three fails here, no question. I'm also going to give him my LVP. I'm going to give him my award for least valuable player. Absolutely. I didn't give out a value, most valuable player. I don't know who I'd give it to. I guess I'm going to think about that. It might be Sam Jackson. I anyway. Think that's a strong as, as what? As your MVP? Yeah, I'm wondering who the MVP is. Yeah, I got mine. All right, so I think this might be it. Is it Ben Cook as Kit Fisto? Ding, ding, <laughs> ding. Kit Fisto is the shit. Did you sense from the Kiati Mundi Plo Kloon obsession yeah, that- I, I got it, I got that. You is were- there a character in these movies that you see less of, that you want more of, more than Kit Fisto? In the second one, in the third one, give me my Fisto. What's the deal? He looks cool, acts cool. Everything about Kit Fisto's fucking cool. Carries this film. Carries this film. Absolute MVP. Without this, without, without the keystone that is Kit Fisto, this whole movie crumbles. Kit Fisto, by far, by far. You get this sense. I could tell you, I, I saw Kit Fisto for roughly four seconds in this film. Here's what I know. Kit Fisto... Jedi Master, yeah, but probably on the younger side, probably on the more rebellious side, goes off and does Kit Fisto's thing a little too often for the Jedi Council's comfort, but gets things done his own way. Maybe he doesn't need the clones as much as others. Maybe he's one of the ones that's voiced some discontent about, why are we relying on this? Because it's easy, that's never been our way. Kit Fisto is someone who gets out in the field, does his own thing. Kit Fisto doesn't care if he needs to go undercover, clandestine (laughs) for months, even years at a time. Kit Fisto gets the job done. Maybe Kit Fisto doesn't play nice with others. Maybe Kit Fisto doesn't get along with everybody all the time. He doesn't play the politics. He doesn't play the game. He goes and he gets it done like a Jedi. Kit Fisto, MVP, now, always, Ciroc. Wow. Uh, Just to clarify for you guys, he's the guy with the green dreadlock. He's got big black uh, bug eyes. Big bug eyes. <laughs> and dreadlocks. In the second movie, I think he pushes someone over, a in droid battle, over. In the, and, and he's got like, he's got no, like he's six running fingers. like a motherfucker. <laughs> when they go inside that big stadium that's very convenient for the fucking battle, he's running like, I'm going to fuck shit up. And he's psyched that he gets to do it. Kit Fisto seems, you know what it seems like? Like every Jedi master has a stretch before he's a master where he just gets real into the fact that he can fuck shit up. And I get the sense that Kit Fisto is right in that phase. He hasn't settled down yet. It's not about wisdom. It's about fucking shit up. And talk about tragedy. Cut down the prime of his life. I mean, you're saying this is a man with only potential ahead of him. My guess is that if you, like, like if, I would have to, because I'd have to imagine that these Jedi as individuals are legendary characters. Like, like uh, you know, like baseball players or basketball players are to us when we're kids. And I have to, I have to imagine, 
I don't think Kit Fisto's the LeBron James. That's probably Yoda. Yeah, right? sure. Right. And then you got Kevin Durant is probably Mace Windu. Yeah. Uh, Kiati Mundi is probably. I think he's Demarcus Cousins. He's like a Demarcus. Wait, wait, Cousins. wait! How the fuck did you do this? You're talking about basketball. <laughs> yeah, Demarcus. Wait, wait, who's Cousins. your who's your Kit Fisto then? He's like an Iguodala. Westbrook. <laughs> oh, that's great. Kit Fisto is Westbrook, all day. Yeah, all day. He just brings the. Thunder. Tell me that doesn't make no, sense. no. It makes total sense. It Kit makes total Fisto sense. He's someone who approaches Russell his job Westbrook. with. Joy and energy and fury. And he's a wrecking ball. Yeah. But that being, it's like, but here's the thing, like, but he needs to be pulled back sometimes. And a surprisingly high assist rate. Yeah, you know, like you course. think he's a wrecking ball and a ball hog, but guess what? Serge Ibaka is not hitting corner threes <laughs> without Westbrook going one on four and drawing all the attention. But Kid Fisto enters situation. He's, you know what he is? He's responsible, Anakin. Yeah. So you think maybe they should have just invested the Anakin money right in Kit Fisto? I want to see a movie about Kit Fisto. Do you want to see it with Kiati Mundi and Plo Kloon? Yeah, I maybe the three of them hanging that, out. Tell me you wouldn't watch a movie. Of course, where I'd the watch that movie. Are, are you kidding me? Jedi wrecking crew. <laughs> Those are the three everybody wants to see. So do you want to know something interesting about Ben Cook, who plays Plo Kloon? Kit Fisto? Is like the s- Snake Eyes from GI Joe. Yeah, he's Snake Eyes. Uh huh. Now, I just want to show you. Here's a picture yeah, of Ben Cook. Everything. Here he is. That's what does guy that guy look like to you? Stuff? Who does he look like to Jason you? Jason Satham. Guess who he is? Jason Satham's stunt double? Boom. Oh, my God. That's He plays Jason Satham's stunt double? He's Jason Satham's stunt double in, like, so many movies. Wow, this man. Dude, for the listeners and he is a home. fight coordinator in a lot of movies. Splitting Are other people obsessed with Kit Fisto? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think Kit Fisto is a real... Because he look at his look, you know? The best. There's, like, a big Kit Fisto following I'm really online. glad. Is there any place I can get Fisto. more info on Kit Fisto? Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia will tell you lots about Kit Fisto. And are there comic books and shit? I think so. Do we yeah. know? I think, yeah, I there's think expanded universe Kit Fisto. I want to read universe. all now, the Kit We're Fisto. basically done, but there are two Come on, we're not done. We're just getting started. We just got the Fisto. <laughs> there are two performances <laughs> I really want to highlight. Kit. Kit. Single syllable. Strong. Kit. It's not like Plakvar or one of these dumb fucking Busby, whatever these fucking dumb George Lucas names are. His name's not Plakvar or Busby. It's Kit. Fisto. Oh Fist. Fisto, he's a Jedi, he's a fighter, it makes sense. Even Plo Kloon is pushing. Kiati Money, rad name. Plo Kloon, right on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Kit Fisto, tell me more. What are you looking up there, Griffin? I mean, I think we have to do a little character spotlight for Kit Fisto, just because Chris demands I want to know everything yeah. about Kit no, Fisto. No, but I, I like Chris's take more than I'm going to like whatever bullshit is on Wikipedia. MVP, baby. <laughs> MVP now in, carries this movie. In the third movie, I'm pretty sure all he does is get stabbed in the heart. Carries by this Darth movie. Sidious. Carries. Is he in another scene. In the first one, I think he's sitting on the council. <laughs> not in the first one. He's not in the first. Enters in clones. So in the second one, he's just in that battle scene. Yeah, Comes but he does a fair amount. So is he even a master? Or is he just a knight? It's a good question. I bet he's just a knight. <laughs> Chris is slamming his I fist I bet he's just a knight. <laughs> Sorry, I invoked fear. Real, a real look of fear in everyone. <laughs> I briefly glanced at Chris with, what are you doing? Motherfucking fist. I like the Russell Westbrook comparison. He's the Westbrook. So who's, so who's Anakin in this? Anakin Because I feel like Anakin, you know, it's sort of like great potential this. but lost. You have to let fingers. us do it. Griffin, you have You're to imagine it. You have to understand don't... it is the type of thing people love, though. I know. I just well, you don't love it. I'm looking him up. It. I'll find a good answer. Anakin is you know, like a... Is he like a Greg Oden? Is he like a, you know... No, because Greg Oden's a little more tragic in that he never even got out of the Right, gate. it's true. You need someone who at least had a brief run but then... Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans. Great, great, great Rookie of the year, but where'd he go? Where'd he go is he's taking shots away from Anthony Davis. Selfish player. Yeah, he really is. Tyreek Evans. Or maybe Brandon Jennings. But Brandon Jennings... Brandon Jennings could could figure it out. I still still have hope for Brandon Jennings. Yeah, he's kind of come back. Yeah. 
Although yeah. uh, breaking tearing his Achilles or whatever he did. That's yeah. It. You said Kiati Mundi was a Demarcus Cousins. Don't you think Demarcus Cousins is a little emotional? Yeah, I guess. Don't you think Kiati Mundi plays Cousins a little mo- cool? Well, Demarcus Cousins could be almost like a, a Count Dooku or a. I'll know. tell you who Kiati Mundi is. Andre Miller. Oh wow! You're going for the professor. Yeah. All right. But still, but like, because he's old. But still wily. And still is right you know, in there, he boxing can, he people He can out. use his physicality. Yes, and his smarts and his wisdom. Kiati Mundi's been around a while, you know? You know you know who Anakin is once he turns into Darth Vader? Who's that? He might be Kobe Bryant, right? You know, he's like limited oh, all of a sudden, you know? Yes. He's still got it all, but he can't use it all anymore, yes. you know? He's got all it in his head, but uh-huh. he's physically limited. And he invokes fear? Yeah. You know, he has to just be about image at that point. Yeah. He and he has to be about like attitude. A, yeah. Okay, just a, a few little tidbits So, about I mean, Kit I'm Fisto. saying present-day Kobe Bryant. Yes, not, yes, yes. You know, I understand. Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kit Fisto. Did you uh, watch the Minnesota game last night? I watched the whole game. I didn't. Yeah. Although I have Hibbert on my fantasy team. I took a chance on him. He got a double-double. Yeah. You know, he's going to pull double, down for you. Double-double, two blocks. I'll take that. Yeah. 10 for 10 on free throws. I'll take that. I took I took I took Porzingis as my last pick. You did. In my fantasy you got team. him last. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I was pretty happy about it. Uh, dude, I picked up Gerald Green and Rodney Hood. My last two, and last night they both played great. I yeah. had him on the bench, but they played. Rodney great. Hood is going to pour in buckets. Yeah, seriously, that Can't team doesn't have a point guard. Gerald Green had five three pointers. Okay, so I hate everything that's happening. Um, I just want you to know. Did you watch the Knicks last night? Though it was God, genuinely. Dude, I did exciting. watch some of the Knicks. Yeah. It was awesome. Sorry. Kit Fisto. Yes, yes, yes. His distinctive head tentacles contain yes. highly sensitive olfactory receptors. Yes, he smells through his tentacles. Yes. That allowed him to detect pheromonal expressions of emotion. Yes, he and, could smell emotion. Yes. And That's other really changes cool. in body chemistry. What this, a crazy power. This was indeed a unique attribute not afforded to any other species of Jedi. So was it? Is it his Ding. species or is it him is him it the combination of his species and his Jedi ability? Yeah. Both. Oh, nice. Uh, he was a master. He was on the High Council. What's his What's his planet? What's his race? Yeah, what's, what's his alien type? His alien type. There's is, a lot of tentacled peoples in this in this uh, universe. Yeah, all the Twi'lek. Uh, which I think there maybe was only that one. People like I see people oh, no, dressed was, up as Twi'lek though. Yeah, uh, his planet. There is another guy. Yeah. There's a guy I think. Please. His his homeworld is called Glee and Selm. Uh huh. Okay. I like that. Cool. All right. His species is that he is a Nautilin. 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 That's kind of a nice old fashioned oh, name. Yeah. Dude, fucking swims. He's amphibious. He's an amphibious amphibious. Jedi. Like a mother. I'm going to let you, because this is a very long Wikipedia entry. Give me your phone. Can I just read some of the the headings of the separate sections? Yes. For how cool this guy's history was, okay? Battle of Genosis. We know this. This is when he comes Uh into the arena, starts fighting the Clone Wars. Battle of Mon Calamari. Ooh, Ooh, tasty. And look, it's him shirtless underwater, fighting with a lightsaber underwater. Is this from a comic book or something? Let me see. Holy shit. Ripped. Skirmish on Camino. Not a battle. Skirmish. Just a skirmish. You know why it was just a skirmish? Because Fisto ended it before it <laughs> He nipped that shit in the bud. Camino, to remind you, is the planet where the clones are made. That's Ooh, true. Yeah, maybe skirmish. Someone was trying to shut down those clones. Skirmish on Deveron. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mission on Ord Sestis. Down to Ooh. mission. So he's like maybe secret agent stuff at that yeah. point? This he's is like like infiltrating. This guy goes undercover. He don't bring... He it's don't crazy bring to imagine a guy with like... 55 clones in a big weird helicopter with him. <laughs> he, he, he has goes, green he tentacle it. hair. How's he going to go he undercover? smells your happiness and he gets it done. <laughs> smells your deception and your lies. Duel with a cyborg. What? Oh, damn. 
Why isn't this in the movie, though? This is the thing. Anytime I read this shit, you're like, wait, where is this in the movie? All this shit. Fisto, this is why Fisto. So Fisto MVP. is, I MVP. feel like, even though, MVP. again, all Fisto does in three is get like cut into pieces by Palpatine. He at least Did fights he, him for a second. He fights Palpatine. Does he, he does. come in with Mace Windu? Yeah. Yeah. And that cool yeah. badass shot where they walk yes. through. He's what's cool and badass about it. Return to Mon Calamari. <laughs> he remembers. Back for more. Wouldn't, honest to God. And I know I'm hyping him up. I know I'm flipping out. Yeah, but it's fun. It's justified. This is the Star Wars fanboy in me. Yeah. Not that I grew up with it, but I locked into it. But, like, if you bought a Star Wars toy, you might want yourself a Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. I'm just saying, wouldn't you, if they let those Jedi charge in and Mace Windu charged in and was like, go, and Kit Fisto, Kit Fisto ran forward and it was like a three-minute battle between Palpatine and Fisto, wouldn't it be... Significantly better movie. Yeah, no question. I mean, it would probably have been an Oscar contender in that yeah. case, right? Absolutely, no question. They're Jason Statham stunt double, amazing, killed it. How are we doing on time, Ben? We're at ninety minutes. Cool. So we got to wrap this up. Okay, no lightning speed. But I got no. There's two more I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, two yeah. more I want to talk about. One is James Earl Jones as Darth Vader, uncredited by uncredited. the way, uncredited, which wow. is crazy. Wow. Buried down here deep, but James Earl Jones. The guy from The Sandlot? Yeah. <laughs> Feel the Dreams? Yeah. From those baseball that was movies. Him? Yeah. I thought he only did baseball movies. <laughs> Apparently, he does they, voiceovers. They, they too. brought him out just for one non baseball movie. That's weird. No, that, we're it, talking about he's in The Lion King, you know. Why didn't they let Hayden Christensen? He's do the that voice movie? of CNN. Well, like, maybe they really want to sell you on this guy's done. This guy's yeah, so done, he's got a whole new I'm voice. I'm going to say pass. You could say yeah, yeah, same pass. Yeah, pass, one hundred percent. We're boating. Well, now, but how do you how do you where do you come down on the no? The no. Oh come on, it's come pretty on. rough. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so that's he, on Jimmy. That's it, on Jimmy. It's a robust no. I don't like <laughs> it as a character choice, you know, like on George's part. But he delivers it. I mean, he hits the consonants well, the vowels, you know. Yeah, it's uh, consonant. It's <laughs> There's consonant. only one consonant in the word now. I thought it was maybe like five ends and then like 20 no! O's. No! He's okay. Here's pass. the final character I wanted, the final performance I want to mention that I, I did not know existed until just okay. now. Mm-hmm. George Lucas. Uh-huh. As Baron Papanoida. Yup. Uh, here's a this? picture of him. Uh-huh. He is apparently in the audience in the opera house. He's outside with his daughter. Yeah, you see him outside, yeah. Outside with his daughter. While we're deciding, may I let you know what the score is thus far? Please. We have 17 and a half pass. Wow. Wow. 17 and a half fail. What? Holy shit. Too undecided. So this is going to make or break. Your overall performance review. It's all on Georgie Lucas. Every time we say we're going to come down hard, and it's so close. Are you kidding me, dude? We gave like eight passes to guys who don't have dialogue in this movie. (laughs) But they got presents. One was a salty old space dog and nailed it. (laughs) He took took it, he ran it home. Can I give just a few little details about Papanoia? Here they are. Here they are. There he is. Fail. I, I just let me say a few things. Fail. Let me say it's a, few a hard fail. He's a statesman and a playwright. He was an influential figure in Coruscant affairs, a well-known intelligence provider, anti-Palpatinist. Didn't even know there was an anti-Palpatine movement, and lover of the performance arts. Fail. I got none of that. <laughs> He's not selling it. 
I got no, none of that came across. We're, yeah, we're talking about a guy who's never acted before in shows. He looks really physically uncomfortable <laughs> on screen. <laughs> he really does. I will say it. His <laughs> arm movements are he's really somehow weird. somehow inflated, like his yeah. sort of bullfrog waddle. You know, he has that kind of chin, you know, that goes all the way to the neck. Which theoretically <laughs> should work well for an alien. It, it looks weird. It looks awkward. He's got a cane in one hand, and he's like gest- gesturing with the other hand, talking to his daughter outside the theater, and he looks uncomfortable. It's a fail. So I just can't think of a better way to wrap it up than with George Lucas failing the entire cast of Star Wars episode Because of him, conclusively, the the acting is bad in Revenge of the Sith. Kaboom. What do you think, Chris? I would say that Kit Fisto is so good (laughs) that he might get two passes (laughs) and even it back out. Audacious. That would tie it up. So final awards, I give... I give Nick Derman my MVP. Yeah, yeah, I give yeah. Matthew Wood, who, by the way, was a sound engineer. Yeah, the, the guy voice who voiced of Grievous. General Grievous. They didn't even wow. fucking hire an actor. Wow. They almost sound had engineer. Gary Oldman, and then Oldman couldn't do it. So they went to Matthew Wood so down they went the to hall. This mope. Yeah. And who was your MVP? My MVP is Ian McDermott as Palpatine. My LVP is uh, Matthew, Matthew Wood. Wood as Grievous. Yeah. He's and, my LVP too. And we I think give he's out a most improved yeah, award. LVP. I, I don't want it to sound condescending. It's only because my you MVP. give out a most improved, much oh, like wow. the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I only because my MVP is already taken. I give most improved to Kit Fisto because he does bring it in this movie, and that's not like a pat on the back. I'm saying like he improved like so much from the second to third that he almost took MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's got to be Jeremy Bullock. He brought it home. It's the your, salty space dog. Is your most I didn't improved? See it coming. No, I'm just kidding. He wasn't even in the previous. No, I don't know who my MVP salty is. It's a old space. It's a salty old space dog. I think you said Sam Jackson. I think Sam Jackson's my MVP, and I wish he was in more of this movie. LVP is Matthew Wood. Ugh. Oh my God. What was he thinking? It's the Dracula accent that bothers me, honestly, more than anything else. The coughing is yeah. a deal breaker for me. Um, most improved? Has, is anyone improved in this movie? You were giving it to Kit Fisto. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's better in clones. What? What? He knocks over a droid. It's awesome. In clones. He does all kinds of cool shit. I don't know, Chris. I'm actually mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't have the most improved. I give up. MVP Kit Fisto. Uh LVP General Grievous. Most improved. Also Kit Fisto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, Ben, final thoughts. Yeah, Ben, please. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, you are scarlet with rage. Uh, you're, you're a ginger gentleman to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now your face is even redder than your facial hair. Final thoughts. Kenny Baker's a little person, right? Yeah, he's a little guy. Okay. okay. Well, I just found that out. That's your final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. The peeper himself. What, you thought you thought it was a full-sized human inside a little trash can? Who knows? I don't know. I was, Yeah, I mean, it's not clear how they... It's true, it could be perspective. Yeah. Be weird perspective stuff. Okay. Ben, I, I clock your anger, because fear leads to anger, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. Okay. Chris, thank you so much for coming to our podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank Thanks you for guys. sharing your confessed thoughts. Yeah. Scholar and a gentleman. And uh, I, I hope you made a compelling case to our listeners that Kipfisto is really the star of this film. I feel like most people already agree. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think I think there might be a, a new wave of support just as a result, right? You know, I could see it. Change yeah. takes time, you know. Yeah. And we're living in New York City amongst like turned on people who are really like smart and with it ahead of the curve. This podcast goes out across the world. There's maybe some kid in Uganda right now who's like this. 
I feel like the logline of this movie is one young Nautilin warrior returns back to base um, <laughs> moments too late. It's true. If only he was on this shit earlier. If only he was in charge of Anakin rather he's than like Obi-Wan. He's like Mace Windu with balls. You don't think Mace Windu's got any balls? I think he's. I think Mace Windu is too slogged down in red tape and Kit Fisto doesn't buy into Yeah, that. he's just a renegade. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. Nope. Any other thoughts, Chris, as you leave us? Uh, let's see. The other people I have on my fantasy team, I took Kevin Love when well, Hassan Whiteside so much was still available. I don't know if I like yeah, that Kevin choice. Kevin Love's a good choice. Podcast Did you see LeBron Hassan saying Wars. they're going to run the offense through Kevin I Love? I know, and Hassan Whiteside is kind of a So, hit Griffin, yeah. you're starting to kind of get Whiteside. what I'm, I got, like every week. Uh, <laughs> now I, I finally <laughs> yeah. understand. Like, this is Rich Hill. Rich Hill had a producer, Ben. That's good. Yep. This is what it feels like to have the haunted goblins invade your studio every week and talk about things you hate. It just sounds like another language happening in front of you. Yeah, that's what this feels like to me right now. You did. I don't understand it and I'm angry simultaneously. And then I got John Wall No, I always, but you can't add to it. You have nothing you could offer. And I'm not sure you contribute. This is also terrible podcasting right now. I've always wanted to have a team with John Wall, but never. Last year I picked first, this year I picked last. He always goes right George I almost got him this year. I would love to have John Wall. That's very, it's appropriate. Be thematic. A I'm not. I'm not sad about uh, Damian Lillard. You like? I prefer John Wall. Least, right? Lillard's going to be great. And though. Paul George, I think, will be good. Honestly, you know who I took? Yeah, though? No, CJ McCollum. I mean, he scored yeah, 37 right. points last yeah, night. So your guy is going to go you don't off love this year. I'm not, I would love that guy. I mean, he's like Portland. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I could feel like I could come up with a cooler character. Exactly. I didn't ask you if you were in love with him. I asked if you love him. There's a difference between being in love and loving. Trying to think. No, I don't love. I honestly, I'll put it as a challenge. I bet I I could come up with a better character by next episode. Okay, that's your assignment next week. Can you hand me my phone? I want to show David my fantasy team. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this show. Thank you guys. It's right behind you. Rate, review, subscribe. I'm really busy finishing the podcast. I'm sorry, my hands are occupied. Uh, David, don't hand that phone over to Chris. Well, well we're, we're signing off. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Listen to the UCB podcast. Next week, Ben's going to come up with an original character. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, Star Wars What If segment. This is if Al Pacino was a battle droid. Roger, Roger. And as always. <laughs> so it's always going to be Pacino? I don't know. We're pressed for time. We always put it off to the last second, <laughs> so I don't know what else to do. Uh, merchandise spotlight <laughs> by a Kit Fisto action figure. <laughs> Um, and this is this is a great one. This, this is, is a great, great one. one. This is a great one. Yeah. Was it okay? Oh, oh yeah. this is one of the best. Oh, yeah, this is a great good. one. Yeah, one. Performance fun. review. It's always a knockout. This is maybe was the Kit really Fisto fun. of episodes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Dare I say it? In that it was a bit of a renegade, and it was brave, and and dashing, and Greg Monroe. How did I forget? I, I have Greg, Greg Monroe. Monroe too. Awesome last night, Brandon Knight. <laughs> And as always, Myers Leonard. I got Myers. I got Leonard. Myers Leonard too. Yeah, fuck basketball. Pretty good. Fuck, fuck basketball. <laughs> Trevor so Ariza. Hard. Should I drop him already? It's always fuck basketball. Always fuck basketball in perpetuity. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>